Time for Derby, Derby Panther, Panther football. football. Tonight's pregame coaches show is brought to you by Tender Care Lawn and Landscape. Discover the Tender Care difference. And now, here's the Alive 105 sports team, Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Panther fans, once again, it's Friday night. We're on the road. We're over here in campus. Uh, Coach Clark's with us. Coach Wiefrich's with us. Guys, we had another one of those barn burners last week against Hutchinson. Uh, Battle back and forth. Coach Clark, talk to us a little bit about your offense and special teams. Coach Wietrich's going to chat to us about his defense. Yeah, talk about barn burner. I think this is uh, our our third week out of four that, that we went into halftime down. And, uh, you know, proud of the kids for, for bouncing back. But, you know, let, we, we talked about this at the begin, beginning of the, the year that – kind of motto was to finish you know because last year we didn't finish and uh finish the season off right but uh we, we need to start working on starting you know i mean we gotta we gotta come out from the get-go i thought uh special teams wise you know we kicked the ball out of bounds a couple times uh get, gave them the ball in 35 um i thought our special teams played played pretty well uh besides that that one uh punt they bobbled a punt we were going to block it that was their starting running back or wing back and he took it to the house missed like four tackles on him uh wasn't too excited about that but besides that one play i thought we won field position on special teams uh offensively um we struggled at times trying to move the ball uh you know it, it was kind of like a it was kind of Two, two different stories. We, we had a bunch of drop passes first half. You know, Brock was uh, making some pretty good passes. And then second second half, we were kind of missing some wide open receivers and stuff like that. So it was just, we, we just could not put it together. But uh, I thought our kids played well. I thought Hutch's defense was a little more physical than our offense. I, I think everybody probably could see that. So that was kind of emphasis this week on firing off on the ball and stuff like that. But uh, um, I, I thought our offense at, at times played really well. Uh, I, I thought Brock, besides some, you know, a couple missed passes, uh, played a really good game on his reads and, and stuff like that. Dylan ran the ball really hard. Um, at times, our offensive line looked great. Um, at other times, they, you know, you know, it's just uh, we were blocking the wrong guy or we were doing doing something wrong. But uh, um, overall, you know, we played well enough to win. Um, did we play well enough to beat a really, really good team? No. But, uh, you know, that's why you play games and that's why the playoffs are at the end of the season. So uh, hopefully we can learn from those mistakes and move on. Yeah, defensively, you know, like Coach said, we, we, we definitely didn't start strong. You know, and that's one thing I talked to the guys. You know, you play a, you play a team – like a hutch, you know, like, like even tonight we play a team like campus that runs the flex bone. You know, we, I told the guys over and over and over, you know, you have to believe us, you know, we can't replicate this speed. We can't replicate the physicality. We can't replicate, you know, how they play the game of football and practice, you know, and keep you guys healthy, you know, but you have to trust us and trust that you have to come out and, you know, be physical, be very physical from the start. You have to match the physicality. If not, if you not be more physical and if you don't, you know, it, it'll take you a whole series you know, to get caught up to that game speed. I and mean, that's what we struggle with. You know, we were, 
we you know we got stops you know when we did get stops but it still ate up so much of the clock you know it, we our defense was on the field too long and it kept our offense on the sideline so that was that was an issue that was a concern that's something we addressed you know um and going in tonight you know that's one thing we got to focus on is about getting doing our work early being physical right from the get-go we can't we can't wait around to be physical we have to start fast you know we have to start fast and get them stopped on their side of the field you know one thing about this offense you know they're very satisfied and happy with three yards you know clouded us three yards if they get clouded us three yards about the 50 yard line you know i'm not a math guy but four times three is 12 not 10 right so uh, so those guys, they're, they're happy with that. And if they can get three yards of pop, and then all of a sudden you put yourself in a bad spot and you're going to be on the field the whole time as a defense. And what, while you're, what, and they're going to eat up a whole quarter, they're going to eat up a whole quarter. So, uh, we got to do a lot better job tonight about starting fast, being physical up front. You know, we can't, uh, D linemen, especially we've challenged those guys. Um, you know, uh, we got. Sam, we got Hopper. Hopper's kind of banged up, but he's going to be good to go tonight. And then we got LaShawn Davis. Those guys, we, got, we really challenged those guys tonight to start fast this week and improve on what they did from last week for sure. Yeah, Coach, uh, you know, Rex Schott is, was the trainer or has been the trainer at Derby for, I think, since 1932. And uh, he retired. So, you know, tell us about the new guys. I'm sure they're doing a fine job, but, you know, talk a little bit about the new uh I guess athletic trainer team that you probably have right now. Well, actually, I think Rex started in 1901, if if I remember correctly. Yeah, from his uh, yeah your senior year, Doyle. Yes. Uh, no, Heather, she is amazing. Uh, she, she actually has been with us as student or as a student trainer in college, and then came back last year and learned from Rex and was kind of full time with us. and And she has been absolutely amazing. Uh, she she has taken on a lot of what what Rex has done. You know, one thing I really loved about Rex was he he wasn't babying the kids. You know, he he knew when they could practice, when they could play. Um, he wasn't going to just you know cover himself to oh you probably better not play just to you know just just in case some some bad bad would happen or anything like that and heather's kind of like that she's actually a lot like that i I think she learned a lot from rex but that's her personality too she does a great job of she you know she comes before school or um about two o'clock she shows up uh she treats the kids during homeroom after school uh, she sits there all during practice, watches the kids, kind of treats the kids there that are banged up and, and does treatments. And after practice, she stays there too. She also has volleyball, soccer, tennis, all those athletes too. If you go down to, to the training room during homeroom, you'll probably see about 20 or 30 kids down there. And it's just her and some student trainers that, that are um, helping her out. But she has been absolutely amazing. You know, you can't replace Rex. But uh, if I was going to replace Rex, I'd, I'd replace place him with Heather for sure. Coach Clark, uh, sticking with you, I know that uh, you know everyone keys on Dylan Edwards. We see it every week, and I, you know Dylan probably gets frustrated at times. But I, I made a comment in last week's radio broadcast that you know Dylan's a team player too, and I think he understands that what's best for the team's works. How do you deal with that, and, and how do you coach different when you know guys are going to key on on Dylan? Well, when they key on Dylan, there's a lot of stuff we can do with play action passes. You know, you know, act like we're going out with the option or the stretch look, and, and have people all come down to the line of scrimmage. So, um, I mean, you can use it to your advantage. Um, you kind of dial up, you figure out what kind of defense they're running, and who's going to count 
account for the running back, who's going to account for the, the quarterback, and you kind of know what they're going to do. So you can kind of go block the guys that you think are going to account for the quarterback when you know they're going to take the running back away on the pitch or, or something like that. But uh, there's also plays that, that we design that we know it's an automatic give or an automatic pitch for Dylan. So we, we, we can put the ball in his hands. I mean, we want him to touch the ball as much as he can, and he knows that too. And um, he does a good job sometimes. I mean, you know, he's getting hit in the backfield, you know, three yards, four yards in the backfield and scoring touchdowns or getting 10 yards for us. So um, we know he's special. Uh, other teams know he's special. So we, we kind of, it's pretty easy to game plan knowing that their number one priority is to take Dylan away. You know, I thought Brock had a really good running game last time. We we knew they were going to flow to him pretty hard with uh, with one of their outside backers, and Brock just tucked it, made the right read every time, and uh, and our you know we we were able to seal the edge. Uh, one thing about our offense last week was uh, I thought our receivers blocked a little bit better the last two weeks they have, and hopefully this week we can continue with that path. But uh, um, you know, it's 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 fun kind of playing the chess match because you know what other teams are thinking i mean we're, we're not dumb you know uh we we do the same thing on defense if we were playing dylan edwards so it's also nice to have brock as a threat to, to run he's a really good runner and he's also a really good passer too you know i mean he's still settling in a little bit and uh our receivers are getting better and better each week so you know our our passing game is going to continue to open up and uh we're going to have to open it up with the passing game too just to give dylan a little bit more breathing room on some of the run plays we need some of those backers outside the box because we're Right now, people are stacking the box with seven or eight, eight people just just take away our runs. So uh, it's kind of a chess match, but uh, um, it's always good to have that problem when you know somebody's really other teams are really keen on one person. How are we going to take this guy away, Coach Weedrick? We uh, faced a flex bone offense last week. We're going to face another one this week. Uh, we're going to talk about it a little bit later. But uh, how does that transition from? Hutch to campus. I mean, does it does it give the guys a little bit of confidence? Because they played pretty well, I thought, the second half. So does it give them a little bit of confidence going into the campus flex bone offense? Yeah, I think so for sure. You know, one thing you know that I was proud of our guys. You know, there there are certain situations that we didn't handle great. You know, we got some adversity early in that game last Friday. Um, you know, we we had we had to kind of get after them a little bit at halftime and calm some guys down and get after some guys about about their reads and doing their job. Uh, but then second half, you know, they didn't score on us, you know. So, uh, and then at the end of the game, we had a situation where, you know, defense is on the field to seal the win, and, and we were able to do so. You know, we get, you know, getting a pick. Miles gets a pick in the end zone. Um, and we defended that play pretty well. So, hopefully, yeah. I mean, and it's one thing, you know, like, like I was talking about the whole time, the last couple of weeks with Flexbone, is like it's it's hard to replicate pre- practice speed that, that somewhat simulates the game. So now they have a game under their belt. So and then Hutch, uh, Hutch, Hutch coach and the campus coach. Those guys are old boys. I think the head coach at the head coach at campus was the college coach of the Hutch guy, Mike Vernon. So that they, they're old buddies, you know, and they kind of talk about flexbone. They run very similar stuff. Uh, so there are some plays that are almost exactly identical uh, from Hutch to campus, but you know. You know, campus has their own wrinkles on the flexbone system. Um, you know, the identifying markers of a flexbone team are all the same. You know, the offense is going to be very the offensive lines be very physical, flying off the ball, being low. Uh, they're very good on their double teams. They're very good about being low and winning at the winning at the point of attack on the line. Um, they're going to run. They're going to run some sort of option football. 
Uh, one thing that's different with campus, you know, we'll see tonight a lot more tight end sets, you know, so there is some different formations, different wrinkles, different flavors of the flex bone, even though there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, commonalities between the two. There are some differences that we had to work for, uh, this week and had to prepare for to get our guys ready to play. Guys, uh, we play campus tonight. Coach Wietrich touched a little bit on, on what they're like. Coach Clark, talk to us about how your offense is going to have to, to perform in your special teams and, and, uh, Coach Wietrich will talk a little bit more about how to stop this flex bone. Well, I think our, our special teams, we're, we're going into this game like we always do. You know, we want to, we want to win field advantage. We want to get a short field to drive, drive the ball and then, uh, give them a long field to to score so um you know our kicker's a little hobbled up right now kind of has a little hip injury um he's going to try to give it a go but but we'll see how that goes and then uh um offensively uh their their defense they they run a they've run a three four that they've run for the last couple years and that they're also getting into a four-man front they'll bring an extra uh defensive lineman in uh they're really big up front they do a good job, uh, you know, defending the line of scrimmage. They their linebackers flow pretty pretty well. Their safeties are probably their best players. Um, they do a good job of, of flowing, you know, and and playing the alleys. Uh, their corners are, are really good cover guys. Um, they've got a lot of speed. They're they're pretty skilled. So uh, I mean, this is a really balanced defense. I I wouldn't say they, you know, they have a. Um, just these guys just wow you, but overall, all 11 guys together, they, they make a pretty good defense. You know, I challenge our guys, you know, especially up front. You know, I told them, you know, us being successful on defense and getting stops are always going to start with our D linemen. So our D line knows it's going to start with them, and they can't, they, we can't afford to have those guys, you know, play timid, play soft, you know, be reactive. We got to go attack up front. And if our guys up front do that, you know, and our backers, um, we know for sure that the Flexbone teams, the Flexbone offenses, they're going to figure out how we're, how we're defending Veer, how we're defending triple option. And we have to give them different looks. We got to mix up, uh, the, mix up their reads a little bit. We have different guys going to dive, different guys going to pitch, different guys going to quarterback. Um, and we got to do that, you know, and, and still maintain the integrity of everyone doing their job, you know, so, uh, up front being physical. The sec- at the at the at the backfield level, you know, it's make sure we understand our job, doing our job, and then secondary, you know, it's big. They're they're huge on play action. I think one thing campus does that's kind of unique. Um, they're they're really they're really good about getting receivers uh, wide open. You know, off of play action. You know, they'll they'll run the ball, run the ball, lull you to sleep, and all of a sudden they got a receiver just running, you know, buck naked down the sideline uh, for a touchdown. So. Um, all three levels of defense have, have got a challenge tonight, and if we don't if we don't come out and play well, if we don't focus, and if we're, overall if we're not physical, you know they can, get, they can cause us a problem. So hopefully we're locked in and we can we can get ready to defend these guys tonight. Coach, we uh, we've seen that uh, it looks look you know we've seen we've got some injuries, and you know it's fourth fifth game of the season. I suppose you expect that, but uh, tell us a little bit about how our injuries are and and. What we can expect for Friday from those players that are injured? Yeah, it's football, so injuries are all a part of the game. Um, you know, last against Hutch, I, I think at times we had, you know, if you count the guys that were already out, we had five or six, you know, defense starters out, a couple, couple offensive guys a little banged up. Uh, Hopper got banged up a little bit, you know, playing playing Hutch. We really never saw it, but uh, um, they were cutting a lot, you know, cutting, which is totally legal. But but we. Hopper Hopper came in. He was pinching in one time and got high load, which is very illegal. Didn't get called. One guy posted up on a high. 
wide. The other guy cut his legs out, twisted his knee. Then the guy, the same guy that cut him, uh, tackled him and rolled on him and tried to twist his ankles. So, uh, um, we thought we lost Hopper for the for the season, but you know Hopper being Hopper, he's a pretty tough kid. So uh, he he's going to give it a go um, this week, and we, we've got Kate out that that still has a um, back injury a little bit, and uh, we're we're just waiting on some results of uh, um, the, the doctor to see see how much longer he has. Uh, Britton, you know, with his hamstring a little bit, he's he really hasn't practiced much either. And uh, um, we had a couple other guys like Demarie get banged up, but but he's been good to go in practice. We've got a couple guys uh, get a little banged up in practice, kind of turned it up a little bit, but this year or this this week. So uh, um, our injuries are what what's kind of expected, but we always make an emphasis on you know the next. Next man up mentality. We better uh, better be ready. And our, our twos have done a good job. You know they've done a good job of preparing. You know you look at DJ Spring, uh, who was a two as a senior, but he wanted to still start. He he practiced and prepared like like a guy that wanted to be a starter. So uh, um, you know Britton's been out last couple games and he's done a pretty good job for us. So uh, um, we're excited to see those guys get some playing time and see those guys make plays. But uh, um, for the most part, we're kind of where we were at last week, guys. As always, this is a big rivalry tonight. Good luck. Tendercare offers unprecedented landscaping and outdoor living features, including cook centers, pools, and patios, as well as irrigation install and repair. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com, or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tendercare, located at 219 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. KDKQ LP Derby Wichita, 105.9 FM, and worldwide at Alive 105. KDKQ.com. Tonight's Derby Panther football game is being broadcast worldwide on our online stream at Alive105KDKQ.com. And it's brought to you by La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant. Friday Night Panther Football on Alive 105.9 is sponsored in part by our friends at Tendercare Lawn and Landscape, the Derby Recreation Center, Will Height Auto Service, Confederated Builders, MJB Heating and Cooling, Derby Junior Football, Alma Gay Mexican Restaurant, Radio Shack of Derby, The Derby Informer, Riverside Cafe of Derby, Derby Public Library, DNB Service Center, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Shelton Collision Repair, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, Artistic Builders, Derby Overhead, the and Mechanical, Johnson & Company Certified Public Accountants, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Fidelity Bank of Derby, Field Station Dinosaurs, John Mendoza Photography, Derby Nutrition, Fisher Media, and La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant. And now, here's the Alive 105.9 play-by-play sports announcers Kevin Payne and Doyle Phillips. Good evening, Panther fans. It's Friday night again, and uh, Panthers are traveling this week. In, well, it's not really a lot of travel. It's maybe 15 minutes over to Hayesville. They'll take on the, the one and three Cowboys. Well, Doyle, it, it's always a rivalry at campus, and I think I, I sent out something that maybe a rivalry out of proximity more than anything because Panthers have kind of had these guys for, for years and years. But, you know, still beautiful. Hayesville. Degrees, wind out of the southeast about 11 miles per hour. So expect to have a good football game. And Doyle, it's just good to, to be back at campus. And I know we were held back for a couple times from uh, COVID and all the different things, but still always a pleasure to come over. And the people are always very nice. Yeah, uh, we 
again, we just had our normal uh, pregame hamburger or cheeseburger, whichever, and uh, they were delicious. And, uh, you know, we're, we're ready to go tonight. Uh, I think the Panthers are ready. Uh, I'm sure campus is ready because, like you alluded to, this, is, this has been quite a rivalry for many, many years. Well, I, and you, you go back, like I said, it's just so close to handle that it's just always been that sports, everything. And to say that really I think the things that used to happen maybe back in the 70s and 80s as far as, you know, some hostile environments, that's kind of gone away and everyone's learned to grow up from that. But Coach Jamie Bruce, he's in his fourth year, Dole. Four and twenty-five. This is uh, his sixteenth season coaching. Overall, he's forty-six and forty-six. And Doyle last year, the Colts were one and eight. Um, last week, they lost uh, to Junction City, thirty-five to seventeen, or at least that was last. Uh, I'm sorry, that was last year in the playoffs. But again, this is a program that's trying to build back up. Yeah, and they are. And uh, I, I think uh, Coach Cruz is is, uh, is the guy can do it. That can do it. Uh, I think uh, just have to be. You have to be patient. I mean, you, you have to bring in your style, get kids to buy in. You have to get kids, you know, to come out and play football. You know, the ones that don't play, get them to come out. And, you know, it's thing easy, and I, and I think he's doing a pretty good job over here. Well, they've got 11 returning starters, eight of them on offense, three on defense. Again, last week they lost to Valley Center 38-20. to In that loss, the Colts had 245 total yards. 121 on the ground, 124 in the air. As Coach Clark talked about, he says, I think it's going to be a fairly balanced attack. They do run the flex bone. You know, Coach Wietrich talked about us a little bit as well. He says, you know, these guys are tough to defend because they're in that flex, but he says they will try and throw the ball out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and that, you know, you got to be able to do that some. You can't, you can't stay 100% with the run because, you know, you'd be putting 11 guys in the box. So you got to be able to throw out of it. I think Hayesville is going to have... You know, they do that, and it's going to be a challenge for our uh, uh, back four. Well, last week when against Valley Center, they gave up 405 yards, Doyle, 395 of that on the ground. Maybe a long night if you cannot contain Dylan Edwards. Oh, by golly, that, that yeah, they could they they could have a long night. So, you know, they're they're uh, they're prepared for Derby. I, I'm sure uh, everybody gets every, Derby gets everybody's best shot. Uh, quarterback is Drake McPherson, a 6'3", 175-pounder. Doyle last week, again, I run it out of the flex mode, but he was 50%, 3 for 6 for 124 yards. Running back, uh, fullback Remy Buckles, a 5'11", 190-pounder. Coach Clark talks a lot about him. He says, you know, the guy carries the football a lot. He's a bruiser. He's that guy that we got to keep our eyes on. Harley B- Buller, 5'11", 170, and Brody Johnson, 5'10", 180, are the wings. Again, flex bone predicated off a very athletic offense you've got to keep your eyes on them watch the razzle dazzle plays but watch that tight end releasing downfield well yeah you, you got that but you know let's get back to uh buckles harder for i believe a couple of years he's played a lot over here at campus and and if we can control him then uh we might have a pretty good shot at it because like you said he he's a stud he's he's a tough runner he keeps his legs going and uh he, he'd be a good guy to have on anybody's team now, defensively, they've only got three starters returning from last year's one and eight team. It's a defense we expect to be in the three four, but once again, Coach Clark talked a little bit in the pregame about how they're mixing things up and they're throwing some different things at us. Physical uh, defensive line, they like to stunt, like to close hard. The one group that Coach Clark talked the most about, and he said probably the best athletes are the same. 
They're uh, Brody Johnson, 5'10", 170, and Andre Klintzink, 5'10", 155. And Doyle, the, the word on those guys, they they, they come downhill hard. They're going to close fast. Well, yeah. yeah. They, they, these are tough kids over here. I mean, they may not have as much talent as everybody else, but these kids are, are pretty dang tough. And, uh, you know, they, they, uh, they're going to be hard to deal with. Those two safeties, like you said, they're, they're very good. Uh, they will knock the, if, if you don't mind me using an old saying, they will knock the latch off your lunchbox. And, uh, you know, so our running backs are going to have to be ready for that kind of stuff. And here's another key you got to look in, especially as the ball game progresses against a warm night. Seven offensive starters all start on the defensive side of the ball. Doyle, that's a big deal in high school football anymore is platooning. Yeah, well, it, it, again, it could lead to some fatigue. And, uh, you know, once once you get tired, then you know it's over because you can't react like you should have or could react and uh, yeah seven seven guys going both ways that's that's going to be a little bit difficult for campus but if you're in good shape maybe it's it's not an issue as everyone knows last panthers beat hutch 28 21 and another long ball game i mean decided on the final play of the game in that uh, ball game the panthers Really held to a low for the last several years. 258 total yards, 212 on the ground, 46 in the air. Um, you know, allowed Hutch 367 total yards of offense. We had a little trouble in the first half stopping the flex bone. We got it under curl in the second half. Doyle, I think it could be a big night for Dylan Edwards today. Well, and it could be, and you're, you're absolutely right. We had a little bit of trouble controlling the flex bone last week, and, uh, you know, the kids have got – the flex bone again this week, so it's got to be an advantage to him to be playing this kind of a defense or offense twice, you know, back-to-back weeks. So, you know, they're all. I think I think you said it last last week. They're all pretty much flex bone is the flex bone. You you can't deviate a whole lot from it. So it's got to got to help the kids defensively for us anyway to uh, having played the played Hutch last week. Well, passing last week, Zerger was 5 for 13 for 46 yards. But you take yourself back, and, you know, Brock had several passes dropped in the first half and just near misses. And second half, he was a little bit antsy and off target. But, man, he had a good night. He was had 15 carries for 125 yards and two touchdowns. So Zerger had a good night. Well, I think you and I have been waiting for that all year. Uh, we've been waiting for Brock to have a good game on the ground. We We know he can throw the ball. We, we know that for sure, and uh, we've been waiting for that 100, 125, 150-yard uh, night, and he had it last week, and, uh, you know, maybe that's a breakout game for him. Well, and again, I think special teams, I know Coach Clark talked a little bit about his special teams, and I think midseason he goes, you know, we're, we're running at about a B. Offensively, defensively, I'm going to give a C. I'm very average, and he goes, we need that game to get ready and, and break out. And Doyle, we all know what comes to town next week in Derby is Mays, and that's a that's a uh, multi-headed monster. Yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> it, it certainly is. Uh, both teams are on the field right now. Uh, they're probably getting ready for the coin toss. We're probably, I'm going to guess, yeah, four and a half minutes away from the start. And uh, both teams are pretty anxious. Uh, they're they're pumped up, ready to go. Panthers are ready to go. Campus is ready to go. And, you know, I, I think hopefully this game, we, we can set the tone early in this game. And uh, uh, Panthers need to run their offense and run their defense and, and not worry about what, what campus does. They've already prepared for campus, so they just need to run their offense and defense. We're four minutes away from the start 
of the ball game. So let's let's get into the starting lineups as we have them for the offense and the defense. Starting on the offensive side, on the offensive line, one of the tackles is freshman Max Robinson. They list him 6'2", 250. The other tackle is senior Mitchell Johnson at 6'4", 240. The guards are senior Wyatt Jackson, 6'2", 250, and senior Tyler Strope at 6'2", 235. Your center starting tonight is senior Kenai Indalaseo. He's 5'8", 215. The wide receivers are junior Colton Rudy, 6'175", and senior Caleb Brown, 6'2", 185. Senior Trayvon Rose, 5'10", 180, and senior Nathaniel Keener, 5'10", 170. Also see in action, I don't know how much, but uh, it could see a lot or just a little, will be sophomore Desan Brame at 6'6", 225. They will probably bring him in in tight end situations. Quarterback for tonight's ball game, senior Brock Zerger, 6'185". The running back is senior Dylan Edwards, 5'9", 165. And also seeing a lot of action at running back will be junior Derek Hubbard, 5'8", 165. Your specialist, your kicker, is Grady Jessup. The holder, Braxton Clark. The punter is Camden Cooper. Those are your specialists for tonight's ball game. Now we move to the defensive side of the ball. On the defensive line, junior Mason Hopper. He's 5'10", 190 pounds. Senior Samuel Same, 6'5", 215. And senior LaShawn Davis at 6'4", 248. Outside linebacker, senior Garrett Hounschel, 6'180". And senior Roman Bowden, 6'1", 190. Middlebackers, senior DJ Spring, 5'11", 185, and senior Miles Wash, 5'11", 215. Your corners for tonight's ballgame, senior Kamari Geddes, 5'7", 150, and senior Elijah Vihill, 5'8", 160. Safeties for tonight's ballgame, senior Mason Madrigal, 5'11", 175, and junior Damare Baker at 6'1", 180. Those are your starters for tonight's ball game as we have them. Well, Doyle Derby won the toss. They've elected to receive. A little unusual for Coach Clark. They're going to defend the uh, north end zone to, to start tonight's ball game. Again, winds are uh, fairly mild. It's kind of warm out here, even though it says that we're at 76, 77 degrees. It just feels warm out here. Doyle Derby's in their uh, green pants, white shirts with green helmets. Campus tonight for homecoming in all black with uh, black helmets and a little bit of silver on them. But uh, nice color combination tonight. Good evening for football. Well, I, I mean, I knew it was a little bit warm when we have a booth visitor up here. And uh, he come in just threw his coat down because if it would have been any cold at all, he'd have had that hood on. So, Well, I think he actually started up here with the hood on and everything else and got embarrassed as he got close. Yeah, that could be. That could very well be. Panthers are uh, on their, in their sideline huddle. Campus is all out and ready to go. 
going to have to do a little more observing but uh, of the officials. But And I think we have a female official, which is okay. It'd be the first time I've ever, you know, we've seen one in. Hey, I, I think you're right. Uh, and again, hey, great, great. Uh, all we ask for is good officials. We yep, don't care exactly. uh, what they you are. are. Exactly we want good and kick it off for campus, Jaden Smith. And it's a high kick. Going to be dropped by the Panthers. We had one of our guys running up to get it. Like maybe we might have recovered it at about the 40-yard line. Well, I and again, very scary kick. And then it was a pooch kick, and we came running up and didn't really handle it well. Fortunately, we had some guys get on the ball. I was watching the Derby sideline to see how they reacted. You know, obviously we got it back. So good, uh, good break for the Panthers. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a real momentum gainer, if you will, for campus if that would have been a fumbled recovery for them. Panthers break their sideline huddle. Zerger's quarterback and tailback trips to the near side. Single wide out far side. And Zerger pitches it out to Edwards. He makes a couple of guys miss, made another one miss, cut back to the inside and picked up four, maybe five on first down. Well, Campus said it was just an option play. Zerger did the right thing. He pitched at the last second. Edwards is able to scramble and pick up some yards. Panthers in a hurry up right now. They're already ready to go. And they hand it straight ahead to Edwards. And he picks up another two yards, I'm going to guess. So it's going to be third and about two for the Panthers. Just If you're just joining us, the game has just started. No score. 11.15 to go in the first quarter. Trips to the far side. Single wide out near side for the Panthers. And they're getting to the play. They lined up very quickly in a hurry-up style offense, but now they're, now uh, Zerger's looking to the sidelines for the signal from the coaches. He and Edwards are in the backfield. Third down and about three. They got to get to midfield. Quick pass outside. Caught by Rudy. Still on his feet. 30. Goes down at about the 26, 27-yard line. Well, nice pitch out there that time to Rudy. Everyone here thought it was. Edwards Doyle, I like the Coach Clark in this high tempo right now. Why not when campus has so many guys going both ways? Fumble on the play by Zerger, and he's going to get dropped for, oh, I'm going to say at least a five-yard loss. So it's all the way back to the 34-yard line. And I think it looked like that time Brock was kind of looking to, to, to do something different. The ball just got out of his hands. Fortunately, he's able to pick it up. But, yeah, it's going to be a big loss. Looks like at least five. It's going to be, we'll call it second and 15. No score. Panthers inside the 35. Pitch to Edwards. He gets to the outside. Cut. Finds a little crease. Gets to, gets farther outside. He's going to go in for the score. Nice run. About 34 yards by Dylan Edwards. I, I, folks, I tell you, this kid is something special. He, he hesitated. He waited. He let a couple of blocks get set up and then just outran everybody. And Doyle, about the seven-yard line, he came and stopped on a dime and cut back inside to put it in the house. It was just a great run. Well, I think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that people realize just how fast that young man is. And he is definitely fast. Kick is up. 
and it is good. So the Panthers with just 10 minutes to go in the first quarter, they take a 7-0 lead. Kevin, that's a that's the way they wanted to start this thing, is push the ball, and that's probably why they, they decided to take the ball to start the game. Well, and again, I think great decision by Coach Clark. I won the toss. I'm going to take the football, go down and score, and see what happens. Going back to Dylan Edwards and his speed, you know, we talked to Coach Clark the other day at practice, and he goes, guys, I, I, I don't know if you guys really understand. He is one of the fastest high school football players in the country. And, uh, you know, he's here in Derby, and, it, and, and I can legit, legitimately say we've seen some burners, but this kid has speed that we have never seen in Derby. And back deep for campus will be Brody Johnson and Andrew Klitzing. They'll be standing at about the 10-yard line, but, you know, as a rule, I, I can't. I don't think we have any wind, but if Jessup hits it right, he'll hit it deep into the end zone, and they won't return it. But we'll see what Coach Clark dials up. He's also a Jessup is also a very good pooch kicker. You can you can tell him where you want it, and, and he puts it there. And so he, he's very good at that, but he can also hit the deep ball as well. I don't agree. I think the ball game started with an 11 mile an hour wind, but looking at the flag, it's died significantly. Yeah, the, End over end, high, and it's going to be brought down at about the two. Good play out there by a Panther. It looked looked like looked like it was Mason Madrigal with a nice one on one tackle on those special teams. Dropped him just short of the fifteen. Looks like it's going to be on about the twelve or thirteen. So a great one on one tackle by uh, Madrigal. First and ten, deep in their own territory. McPherson is the quarterback. They give it straight ahead to the fullback. That would be Buckles. Gang tackled. And he was, yes, he was gang tackled after a couple of yard gain. Well, the good thing about playing back-to-back flexbone teams, you're used to it. You play Hutch, who's a very good flexbone team. The following week, you play campus. It probably isn't quite... uh, as a student running the flexes, Hutchison. They picked up two on that play. Clock moving. Panthers lead 7-0. We're oh, 9, 9.20 to go in the first quarter. And, again, I, I I can't speak enough about how that drive down there and that initial score might might boost these guys a little bit. They pitched it to the motion man. He gets hit at about the line of scrimmage and falls forward for maybe a yard. It's going to be third down and long. Well, as we say every week, you you know, it's hat on a hat. Derby right now is flying the football. We had guys all as he pitched the football. We had four guys waiting on him to try and turn the corner. That was that was a good a good play. They they sent a man in motion and uh, pitched to him. That was that was just a good play by the defense. That's... Yeah, if you're campus, you, you you don't want to be in your third and very long right now on your end of the field. You know that's where teams. Uh, you just can't stay in those situations, and Derby's thrived on that the last several years at forcing people with bad field position. Again, McPherson is the quarterback. Back to pass. Got a man in the flat. A little bit of a screen pass, and he's going to get a first down. He picked up seven or eight on that third down play. Yeah, was, again, nothing fancy. It was a middle screen, and uh, Derby bid on it, and uh, 
Campus comes up with a big first down. Gets himself out of a deep hole. Yeah, that was that was a big play for the campus offense. And, you know, it's, like you said, it's just simple. You know, it's just a little screen pass over the middle, and Panthers didn't respond. Uh, they didn't recognize it. So it's going to be first and 10 just outside the 25-yard line. Again, they give it to Buckles. He's going to get hit, and I'm going to guess maybe he got, might have got back to the line of scrimmage, maybe not. Yeah, I think he's going to have about a yard loss, Doyle. Uh, you know, again, on these middle screens and stuff, that's how you kind of loosen up a defense. Derby is flowing so hard to the football that sometimes that little middle screen or little slants is how you loosen them up, and I think they just caught an overly aggressive Derby defense on that last play. It's going to be second, and yeah, just maybe short 10 for campus. Back to pass. Got a man over the top. It's going to be well overthrown. Pretty good coverage out there by V-Hill with 7.06 left. So May was uh, breathing down uh, the quarterback's uh, back on the play, so he kind of had to throw it off his back foot. Yeah, and probably a little bit sooner than he wanted to because you don't want to take a sack, and uh, uh, that throwing it sooner probably didn't give the receiver enough time to to get open. He, he might have had our guy by a half step, but our guy was, was covering it pretty good. Third and long for campus. 7.06 left. Panthers lead this one early. 7-0. Back to pass. Same thing, just kind of throwing it up. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that was a good play by V. Hill. He it up in the air, and the receiver caught it off the carom. Yeah, he just came back for it, and that, it was. Veal knocked the ball up in the air, and he just stuck with it. It looks like Andre Burton doing a 6-680-pounder. You know, nice heads-up football play. Yeah, and, and you could see that coming. I mean, as soon as the quarterback dropped back, he was going to throw it to the tall receiver. But, again, Hill had it played pretty good. He knocked the ball, but the guy caught it on the rebound. So you can't you can't fault Hill for his coverage there. First and ten. And straight up the middle, looks like Buckles again. He's going to pick up maybe two on first down. 7-0, but Campus is on the move with a couple of pass plays. And, and it doesn't uh, hurt to be 6-6 out there on that rebound. <laughs> yeah, you, you could see it. I mean, as soon as, as soon as he took off running, you could see the quarterback. He's going to throw it to number 88, and he did exactly that. And really, again, you, you got to give Hill credit. He, he played that thing pretty good, just bad break. Uh, the last couple passes this kid's thrown are just, I mean, they're Hail Marys. They're just chucking it up, and if you've got a 6'6 receiver, you see if you can get the jump ball. Yeah, he's on the near side here. I think Hill's probably 5'8", and uh, so he's back to pass. He gets hit as he throws it. There's a guy wide open. That was a busted coverage, but he overthrew the ball. It's going to be third down and about eight. Yeah, if he doesn't overthrow it, Panthers obviously had a busted coverage. I see one guy coming out immediately. There was no one within 15 yards of their receiver. Fortunately, it was well overthrown, but well, it, uh, Panthers it, already making the adjustment. If, if you noticed on the near side of the field, there was three D-backs and, and only one or two receivers, nobody over on that other side. So somebody missed an assignment, but no harm, no foul, as they say. The ball was just a little bit long. Third down and long. 
They pitch it back for a pass back to the quarterback, and he throws it down the field, and it's going to be short of the receiver. But again, Panthers... uh, Panthers played that pretty good. That was Kamari Geddes on the coverage. Well, we had we played it pretty well. It was really kind of a, a very, uh, I don't know, well, wasn't a very well-conceived gadget play. I, I don't know anything else to say. I'm trying to be nice, but, uh, yeah, it was uh, not, not real well-conceived. Well, Jaden Smith's coming back on the field, so evidently he's the punter as well as the kicker. It's going to be fourth down and eight from the Panther 40 three and you know as far as the run game goes panthers have handled that pretty good and they really played the pass game pretty good just save a uh, just a bounce a lucky bounce kick is up it's going to hit at about the 15 it's going to roll take a campus bounce inside the 10 to about the seven yard line so the Panthers are going to get it back with 5.22 left. They lead 7-0, but there's a lot of green between them and the and the goal line. Now this will give the Panther offense a, some some room to really spread out, see what they can do. They're deep, uh, deep in their own territory. And so far, campus has not been able to have a real answer for Dylan Edwards. Yeah, and, and I agree with that with that assessment yeah it gives these it gives the team a little bit of room to really go after stuff and uh, we'll see how it works Zerger is the quarterback with Dylan Edwards in the backfield again Panthers are on their own seven they give it to Edwards he gets to the outside picks up a block first down and gets knocked out of bounds I'm going to guess right around the 20 yard line I'll tell you, Dylan has such a motor. I mean, you just watch him. He plays with so much intensity. And, you know, he was ran out of bounds, but he was jumping up and down. The kid wants the ball in his hands at all times. Panthers lead 7-0, 5-14 to go in the first. And Zerger on a keeper finds a bit of a gap still on his feet. He's going to get a eh, close to the first down. Maybe if they give him a, a good mark, he will get a first down. Well, the difference is Brock Zerger's been running the ball very well. You can't just worry about Dylan because Brock, as we saw last week, will hurt you with his feet. First and 10. Panthers on 33-yard line. Again, pitch to Edwards. Big hole. Going to be a touchdown. (laughs) Panthers are going to lead 13-0. You know, Doyle, the, the pitch was made. Dylan made one cut back to the middle of the field. And it, you, you called touchdown when he was at the 50-yard line because there was obviously, even with angles, no one was going to catch Dylan Edwards. And the one thing you noticed is, you know, Bishop Carroll, when Dylan broke open, those kids hustled all the way down the field. The gap may have got bigger, but they kept running. Campus kind of gave up. The minute they saw Dylan break open, it was like, we're not going to catch him. Uh, well, not. I don't know of anybody that can. You're, you, you know, I... I think we talked to Coach at one point. I don't remember. And the extra point is good. Panthers lead with 4.43 left, 14-0. While we got a, a second, let's recognize our game night sponsors. Tonight's radio broadcast of Panther football on Live 105.9 KDKQ is sponsored by the these great derby businesses. Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling, Radio Shack of Derby, Riverside Cafe of Derby, DNB Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Artistic Builders, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Field Station Dinosaurs, Johnson and Company, 
Certified Public Accountants and DNM Mechanical. If you hear any of these businesses, if you're in any of these businesses, let them know you heard their ad during the Panther football broadcast. Again, as we always say, without these guys, we can't bring you the ball games on Friday night. Derby, I Doyle, I think Derby started just the way they wanted. Coach Clark took the ball, goes downfield, scores two offensive possessions, two scores. I think that's a little more uh, what, what Coach talked about in pregame was I got to put points on the board early. Well, and, and I noticed, you know, in, in the first couple, three games, you know, there was a little bit of, you know, we caught, talked to Coach. He said, you know, the wide receivers need to be better blockers. And on that long touchdown run, you couldn't have blocked it any better. No, we saw Nathan Keener have a good block on one of the one of the plays. So good, good signs. And there, it's the ball is caught and dropped. The receiver gets right on the ball, which is probably a smart thing. It was Camden Statler, and so Campus is going to have the ball with oh, 4:38 left at about their own, I believe, 20-yard line, first and ten. Just remind everybody our worldwide online stream of tonight's game is always at a live 105. KDKQ. It's brought to us by uh, La Hacienda, a Mexican restaurant. First and ten Panthers. We're still in the first quarter. So far, Kevin, both sides of the ball have looked pretty good. Uh, yeah, exactly right. I mean, we had a couple bad breaks on some Hail Mary pass plays, but other than that, the defense has looked pretty solid. Again, they give it to Buckles. He gets to the outside, but he's run out of bounds by it looked like Miles Wash. As we said, uh, Remy Buckles is just your blue-collar fullback, a tough-nosed kid that he's going to give you everything on every play. Yeah, he picked up probably two and a half, three yards on first. Yeah, he, he is tough, and he's, he's played some football for campus over here. It seems like I, seems like I remember calling his name a couple of years ago, so he's, he's been out there playing for a while. Again, it's homecoming here uh, for campus tonight, so... Uh... Pretty good crowd here. I mean, Derby brought a lot of people over. The visiting stands are completely packed. Second eight. They give it again to Buckles. He gets hit at about the 25 and then falls forward for another two, maybe three yards. So they're going to be oh, third down and, oh, I'm going to guess third down and maybe two. Well, that was just all Remy. I mean, he, he just dove forward and, and was able to pick up about five yards after he was hit. Well, we've, uh, we're up here in a, in a booth, and we're sharing it with a whole bunch of equipment and stuff. You can't see very well, so we'll probably be worn out when the game's <laughs> over from standing up. Third and one. A little bit of a misdirection. The Panthers smelled it out, and I believe they're going to lose a yard. Yeah, so they're going to lose fourth. some yardage on the play for sure. Panthers played it very well. Yeah, Doyle, you're talking about the booth. You know, this room reminds me of, you know, when you're moving and you're the last room in the house, when you got all the junk in there, you got all the cords and all the just junk, and that's what we came into tonight. And so we're kind of pinned in tight together here and making the best of it. Yeah, we uh, we, we threw him for about a two-yard loss. It's going to be fourth down and looks like three. So Panthers did a good job. That was a misdirection play, and they did a good job reading it and flying to the football. Good snap, and the kick is caught. 
by Edwards. He's coming to the near side. He's gonna he's gonna score. I, yeah, he's, he's in the end zone. You, you know, it, it, it's almost comical because he caught the ball and he started running and he waited. And then there was a there was a guy that looks like a, a big defensive lineman looked at him. Dylan hesitated and just the, the kid was left with his socks as yeah. as Dylan just ran by him. Yeah, that was that was a pretty good return by Dylan. Ed, but you know, once he gets outside and can turn on the jets, you know, I, I think we were told he runs like electronically timed a four three or a four two forty. You know, high school kids don't do that. No, it, it's and, and this kid, you know what, Doyle, we, we've had people in the past that talked about, hey, my son runs a 4-3 or 4-4, and we saw him get caught from behind. Yes. And this kid, like Coach Clark talked about, he says, you don't understand. These guys that think they were fast, Dylan Edwards is legit, and you just saw it there. I mean, it is the speed is just outstanding. Doyle, we got a little break. Uh, we've got a player down for campus, so they're uh, – taking some time and both teams are going to go to the sideline yeah for a they, bit. hopefully he's he'll be all right and uh you know i, I get back to that, that that statement you made about a four two four three that gets caught from behind i remember that years ago and uh, uh we were right over here at campus and uh one of their guys caught one of our four two guys from behind i wish i could remember 100 percent your comment but it went something like this well it looks like they got somebody can run 4-1 because he <laughs> caught our 4-2 game well you know, and so. i don't think most people understand that 4-6 for a high school athletes pretty darn fast and, yes and so when all these guys start throwing out hey my, my kid ran a 4-3 4-4 back in the day those are those are clock i mean th- those are a hand deal of feel good time by a coach yeah but when you're out here running those kind of times and and electronically and you know timed it, it's just incredible well and, and Going back to what you said, I I know a couple of uh, college coaches, or at least they used to be college coaches, and they would say, you know, if you get a, if you get a college kid that runs a four five forty, he's a burner, and so you know, like like you said, uh, le- legitimate guys like a Dylan Edwards are few and far between, and he showed it so far tonight, <laughs> twenty to nothing with three thirty to go in the first quarter, extra point attempt. It's up, and it is right down Broadway. So it's now 21-0, and, and, you know, the Panthers are, you know, they're up 21-0 in the first quarter, and, and they're also doing a number on, uh, might be doing a number on campus's mental uh, being. I mean, you know, they might be getting down. Hopefully not, uh, but, you know, to be, to have three scores put up on you really quick, I mean, that's got to affect you a little bit. Uh, we got one of our reporters out giving me some scores early tonight. Uh, Manhattan 15, Emporia 0. Here's a game you kind of got to watch. You talk about a rivalry. Mays 13, Mays South 7. And that's wow. a, a Mays team that we know is very, very highly touted. Uh, Mays South, we understand, is a lot better this year. And over Central 7, Goddard 0. So, again, I'd be interested to keep our eyes on that Mays, Mays South game. Well, I don't know who that guy is or that person is, but I hope they continue to give us some updated current scores because uh, we like that. I mean, we like to pass it on to our li- listeners, and, uh, you know, it's unfortunately, <laughs> they're pretty hard to get. Yeah, anymore, they are. But our guy, I got connections. Okay. Used to be, used to be, you could just find any number of websites and and you could get scores. But now it's very hard to get scores on Friday night ball games. And here's the uh, kickoff by Jessup. 
It's going to go into the end zone, and Campus will have it on the 20. They trail in this one. 21-0 with three minutes and 33 seconds left in the first quarter. So, again, good start by the offense and the defense for the Panthers. As we said, any offense that campus has generated tonight's been off a long-tipped ball that, that we played really well. I mean, they've just been kind of fluke plays, and Panthers are, uh, right now anyway, they're uh, dominating this campus Colts team. Well, right now they're in a good place. They're they're playing like, well, they're, they're playing pretty well right now. Hopefully they'll keep that up. First and 10 from the 20. And again, they hand it off to the one of the wingbacks. He's going to pick up one, maybe two. Panthers stuffed him on the outside, and he had to cut it back inside to pick up two. I just got a got a text from one of my buddies that uh, lives here in the 060, and he's listening to the game. I, I think out by Manhattan tonight, and he said, "Hey, I'm picking you guys up loud and clear." It sounds like the the Derby machine is uh, on the move. Well, we got we got listeners all over the world, you know. <laughs> well, and that's no kidding. It's it's because of, of the station and how they bring these streams. So anyone anywhere can listen to Panther football. And straight ahead. And the ball looks well, like Derby's got on the, the ball. I don't know if they're going to call him down, but Derby ended up with the ball in the end zone. But I think they're going to call him down by contact. But uh, what a blow. You could hear the uh, campus fans when he was hit. Everyone it just was like uh, a sigh uh, of relief that he was okay. Somebody lit him up, but campus is evidently going to keep possession of the football. It looked to me like the Panthers had it. It's going to be third and about six. And, and yeah, you heard the crowd just. Yeah, we lit him up. I don't know who it was. It might have been Miles Wash, but I'm, I'm not real sure. It, there was a well, there was a ton of Panthers in on the action, and it was uh, pretty quick and 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 ferocious. Anyway, it's third down and long. Third down and six. And we got a timeout, campus, and it might be you know it might be a good timeout with the third and six. I mean. You know they got they got to throw some offense together, and uh, it'll help the it'll help the Panthers as well. So they'll they'll figure something out here. And Panthers lead 21-0, and we got oh I'm gonna guess 2:45 left in the uh, first quarter. It's been a good first quarter for the Panthers. Uh, uh, they they've pretty much controlled both sides of the of the ball, and uh, that's what you want. Well, and, 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 you know, Panthers have some guys shaken up this week. Coach Clark talked about how many injuries we have. Uh, it is week five of the season. You know you're going to have some of those, but, uh, you know, you want to get guys healthy. So, you know, as, as, as much as listeners may not want to hear that, you want to get some of these guys out of the ball game as soon as you can. Last count I had was like five defensive starters are not playing, and they didn't play last week either. So, yeah, you, you know, this – you, you want to win. You want to win every game, but you know the regular season games. You know you want to be ready for that postseason. Yeah, everything matters in postseason because the records all of a sudden become zero and zero. Other than maybe you're on the road. Yeah. So we're going to have a third down, and it looks like six. The ball's resting on the 24. They got to get to the 30 for a first down. I'm going to guess a pass play is in the offing. Back to pass goes the quarterback. Throws it up over the middle. Oh, picked off. 
by V Hill. Good coverage by V Hill. He picked off over the shoulder catch. So good job. Well, he threw it a double coverage and give V Hill a ton of credit because Doyle. Last week we were a little bit hard on our defensive backs about going up and wanting the football. That was one of those balls anybody could go up for. V Hill wanted the football. He comes up with the with the interception. Yeah, the the guy almost knocked it out of his hand, but he caught the bobble and and good play. And he's he's played pretty well so far tonight. He's a senior. I think V Hill's probably 5'8". Yeah, 5'8", 160 is what they list him at. So he's going to be shorter than most receivers. First and 10 Panthers on the 36-yard line. They lead 21-0. Again, nice cut. Zerger, 50, 45, 40. Still on his feet, 25. And he's going to be brought down at about the 20-yard line, so nice run by uh, Brock Zerger. Well, Brock made a couple of nice reads, cut inside of the on the option play, and then just picked up tremendous yardage, Doyle. He stopped, and they're a little stop and go in Zerger, and uh, now all of a sudden we're back deep in campus territory. First and 10 from the 20 with uh, two minutes to go in the first quarter. A little bit of a high snap. They still got it down, and back to Edwards. He pushes and shoves people around for about eight yards on first down. Yeah, and that's the second time Zerger's had to go up in the air for the football and pulls it down, and Dylan's just so quick that he picks up good yardage. And again, we've got two backs in there. We've got uh, Hubbard as well as Edwards. Good combination. Zerger on a keeper, first down inside the five. And he goes down at about, I'm going to guess, the two-yard line. So Panthers threatening again with uh, a minute and a half to go. Well, and, and what do you think of if you're campus and you're looking out there and you're seeing that option come at you and it's like, I got to watch Dylan, I got to watch Dylan, and then all of a sudden Zerger cuts up inside and is picking up big yardage. Yeah, and then you got Hubbard back there yeah. too. He's, he's an option on that. They give it to Hubbard. He gets in the end zone for the score. It's now 27 nothing with... Uh, 114 left in the first quarter. Panthers have brought out the rolling scoring machine tonight. Well, you're you're spot on with that comment that when you bring in Derek Hubbard in the backfield too, most defensive quarters have to look up and and the way Brock's been running the football, you got to go, man. What what do we do to stop these guys? And, and I think that's that's a good combination. I extra point is up. And it looked, it is good. So 28-0 with a minute 14 to go in the first quarter. And, and you know, you, you got those three in the backfield, and you just cannot concentrate on just one of them. Oh, with that, no doubt. Well, now here's another score that's kind of in- interesting. Wichita Northwest 14, Topeka, Topeka 13. Mays now maybe flexing their muscle a little bit. They're up 21-7 to now on Mays South. Yeah, well, you know, Mays is a... They, they've got a freak for a quarterback, and I mean that lovingly. That young man is an athlete. Well, what, what you're going to see next week is probably one of the best high school running backs in the nation against one of the best quarterbacks, high school quarterbacks in the nation. So it's it's going to be fun times in Derby next week. Yeah, no no, no kidding. It's, it's going to be uh, quite a, you know, with both of those guys, yeah, you probably you got one of them going to K-State, the other one going to Notre Dame, and, you know, it it's going to be quite a ball game. It's and this guy, uh, Mays, he he's an all league 
basketball player, and I believe he's Plays an all-league basketball he's, player, too. And, and to top it all off, uh, Dylan Edwards and Avery Johnson are good friends. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, you're going to have two of the ultimate competitors going against each other next week in Derby. Kicking off. Just a low end over end. It's going to go out of bounds at about the 8. So... Campus will get it on the 35, so probably their best field position to start a possession tonight. And uh, that was due to a kick that went out of bounds. And I, and I think Jessup had a couple of them last week, too. So, But he kicks. You know, he kicks from the far hash, and he keeps it over there. So They're going to re-kick little... this one. Huh? They're going to re-kick this I'll one. I'll be darned. wonder why they're going to do that. Well, I don't know whether I, I don't well, got, know if I got the ball spotted at the okay. 35. They they had uh, they started they originally said re kick and so maybe campus was debating on doing that. And I was going to say I don't know why you would take a chance re kicking. First and ten from zero. We're in the first quarter. Quarterback on a keeper. He picks up good yardage. Gets out past the 50 into Panther territory at about, oh, I'm going to guess the 44, 46-yard line. Yeah, really best play of the night for campus. I take away the Hail Mary. They got tipped, but that was a pretty well-executed play by campus. Yeah, he faked faked to one of his wingbacks, and uh, there wasn't any Panthers in the alley. And he just took that and made a big gain. They're all the way down from the 35, so, you know, that was about a – 19-yard gain, so their best play of the night. 35 seconds left. Panthers lead 28-0. Back to pass goes, and he's throwing it up to the big guy again, and again, it was a nice play by V. Hill. This time, he knocked it away, and it wasn't caught. Well, V. Hill's played really well for most part this year. He was uh, in good position, went up for the ball again. I'm going to give the kid a ton of credit. He wants the football tonight. 6'6", 180 is that young man from campus. Name is Andrell Burton, and I think we'll be calling his name some more before the night's over, but yes, I, I agree. That's been three or four big plays by V Hill tonight, and he's answered answered the call each time. Second and ten. Buckles. Now they pitch it. Gets to the outside. Picks up a first down and gets run out of bounds inside the Panther 35. Yeah, Panthers had a guy in position. He just didn't make the play, and unfortunately, it turns into a first down for the Colts. So it's going to be first and ten. And they mark it back on the 34-yard line, the Panther 34. 18 seconds left. The clock stopped because the runner went out of bounds. So campus moving the football on this possession. Couple of big plays, big running plays. Again, the quarterback keeps it, and he gets. Spins away from a couple of tackles. Panthers had him after a yard or two gain, and he just spun away from him. That's going to end the first quarter. It's going to be 28-0 at the end of the first quarter. Panthers lead. This is Panther football on Live 105. KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. 
is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football and can be found at 1221 North Rock Road in Derby. Offering multiple options for lunch and dinner, they can be reached at 613-8806 for curbside or in-store pickup. Elma Gay, a proud sponsor of Live 105 and Derby Panther Football. All right, we are back campus where the Panthers lead 28-0. Campus is on the move right now. They've had a real good uh, possession. They have the ball. It looks like uh, they're going to have it on about the Panther 25. The uh, officiating crew is a little <laughs> bit slow about about moving the football. Well, you know, Doyle, it reminds me of third and grade football where you you got to switch into the field, and it's usually the third and fourth graders that are lost. Tonight, it looked like the officials were like, oh, wait a minute, we got to go clear down to the south end. So you're right, they're a little late. Well, I, and I think they're going to, it looks like it's going to be second and very short for campus. The ball, they've got it marked just inside the 25. So it's, they have to get to the 24, so maybe a half yard. 28-0, Panthers. I don't, uh, yeah, normally they have that ball marked pretty quickly. Just, yeah, maybe the new crew working together. Second and very short. And they pitch it back to Buckles. He's going to get the first down and more. He gets hit hard after about a four-yard gain. 28-0 Panthers. We're in the set, just starting the second quarter. Doyle, tonight our online listeners brought to you by La Hacienda, Strasburg, Pennsylvania, Columbia City, Indiana, Globe, Arizona, Palmera, New York, Phoenix, Arizona, Plano, Texas, Denton, Texas. Again, uh, these are all produced by uh, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant. Doyle, once a Panther, always a Panther. Oh, yeah. That, that's, yeah. Lots of Panthers live in Texas. Ex-Panthers live in Texas. It's nice to know they're still to their old high school. First and ten. Straight ahead. Buckles, he's going to pick up, I don't know, maybe four or five on first down. It looks like maybe campus has done a little bit of adjustments because uh, now they're starting to uh, uh, chip away a little bit. And you, if you're Derby and you're Coach Wietrich, you don't want to see that. You want to keep playing hard. you got a 28-point lead, and you don't want to lay back and go, hey, this one's in our hands. you you, you got a ball game next week that's going to be a, a real Donnybrook. Second and six from the Panther 20. Well, no, make that about the 18. Back to pass goes McPherson. Got a man in the end zone, and I don't see a flag. No, maybe a good no call. I, I wasn't going to, you know, if I'd have seen a flag, I don't know that I'd have argued greatly, but uh, there was a lot of contact down there, but I'm sure the official down there saw it, uh, both guys pushing on each other. Yeah, and it was, again, that was intended for the six foot six receiver. Six foot six, 180 pounds. Well, I knew he was tall because when we came out of the locker room together, he was just a little bit than you, so I knew the young man was tall. Yeah, well. You got to grow some to be taller than me, that's for sure. <laughs> Third down, six. And they give it straight ahead on a pitch. First down inside the 10, down to about the five. So campus is putting something together on the Panther defense. Something they hadn't been able to do the first quarter 
of the ball game. Well, the first few series, the Panthers were just blowing the Colts off the line. Now you're seeing campus able to run a little bit of their offense. They're they're staying on the ground. They're running, you know, off tackle. They that was a pitch play, and they're they're grinding out yardage. First and goal from I'm going to guess the six or seven yard line. Panthers lead 28-0. to go in the half. And they give it to Buckles, and he pushes his way right into the end zone. That was an easy drive, 65 yards. And uh, Campus just, they they you got to call it like it is. They ran it down our throats. Oh, they did on that series. Campus uh, moved the ball very well. I'm sure that uh, there'll be a little uh, screen play over on the uh, sidelines when they get over to Coach Wietrich. Extra point attempt. And again, I think it's Jaden Smith. Good snap, and it's a good hold, and the extra point is good, so Panthers' lead is shrunk by seven. It's now 28-7, and again, that that was just, you know, that was too easy. Panthers are going to have to uh, make an adjustment or two. Well, we got a minute here. Tonight's radio broadcast of Panther football on Live 105 KDKQ. 105.9 is sponsored by these great derby businesses, the Derby Recreation Center. Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer, Derby Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, John Mendoza Photography, Fidelity Bank, Derby Nutrition, Fisher Media, El Magai Mexican Restaurant, and Derby Overhead. We thank these uh, businesses because without these businesses, we can't bring you these football games. So now, Derby, you know they got to keep they got to keep the pedal down. I mean, games like this, you know, it's real easy to get lax and kids, you know, going, "Hey, we're back here. We're up 28-0. Things are all going our way." But uh, you know, I know Coach Weedrick, I know Coach Clark. These guys have uh, high motors themselves, and they're going to make some adjustments and uh, see if they can't uh, stop this campus offense. And it's a little bit of a pooch kick, and it's coming down at about the 27. Looked like Baker. He's still on his feet. He's going to get out past the 40, right around the 40. He was out past the 40, then he turned around and went backwards a little bit, and they stopped him right about the 40. Yeah, Baker's another guy that uh, if he gets loose, he may be hard to catch. And they're going to mark him out to the 43. So it's going to be Panther football, good field position. But, you know, what do you do? Do you you kick it to Baker or with maybe a chance to catch him, or do you kick it – kick it to one of those two scat backs we've got back there. Hubbard or Edwards. First and ten Panthers. Edwards and is in the backfield. Back to pass. Caught. Nathan Keener and he's still on his feet. He's inside the 15. Knocked out at about the seven yard line. Nice catch. From Zerger to Keener. It was just a little out route. It was well thrown. It was cross field, and Keener catches the ball, and you think he's going to go down, and next thing you know, he's down and has the football inside the 10 just running down the sideline. Yeah, he, he made a good play staying in bounds, and uh, it was it was a good good play by uh, good play by Keener. Again, Edwards makes a couple guys miss and goes in for the score. So it was about, a, I don't know, I'm going to guess an eight-yard touchdown run, but uh, 
uh, Edwards made it look a whole lot more exciting than just a straight eight-yard touchdown run. You know, I, I just sat there watching him, and it's like kind of like watching the old Rocky Balboa movies where they're trying to catch a chicken. I mean, Edwards just takes his, the ball, and, I mean, he's all over the place, and they're grasping for, for thin air. Jessup in. It's thirty, going to be 34. Make that 35 to 7. They haven't changed the scoreboard yet, but it's 30. Trust us, it's 35 7. Panthers are leading, so the Panthers score in just a couple of plays to uh, counter what Campus did. Well, I've got I've got some people, you know, right now worrying about golf games on Monday, and they're sending me information going. I hope our score at the turn is is lower than the Derby score is. So, you know, not any pressure on you tonight, Doyle. But I know you got a big golf game uh, on Monday. Uh, it's just a bunch of hacking for me. <laughs> That's all I do. I just take a club. I I could use a stick probably and play as good. <laughs> Well, if, if Derby had to answer anything back, I mean, in a couple plays, we're back in the end zone. Now let's see how Coach Wietrich uh, makes adjustments on his defense. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see the defense uh, bounce back a little bit because you don't want campus to have another shot like they just took. You, you want to be able to shut them off, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that. Again, good, good pitch and catch from Zerger to Keener, and uh, then Edwards did the rest. Dolo Manhattan, who we know is a pretty salty team, ranked number one in 6A right now, all over Emporia, 29-0. Cape and 35 Southeast 0. Doyle, that's a Cape and team that came in really highly touted, lost a couple ball games, and maybe they're clawing their way back into, into the world. Yeah, they've got Weston Sharts for a coach, and we know all about that guy. He's a coach. Yeah, he's a legend. Another one of those high school Kansas legends. He's been around this game for a long time. Zerger to kick off, or not Zerger, Jessup to kick off. And it's going to be in the end zone, so it's going to come out to the 20, where it'll be first and 10 for the Colts, where Panthers, again, we, we need to see what they do on, on this uh, this particular possession. I think this is an interesting possession because, as we said, you could see everyone was huddled up in there on the defense on the other side. Uh, you just don't want to give up a drive like they did on that last one. And it was a well-sustained drive that campus put together. Well, and, and, you know, they got one of them TVs over there, and I'm sure they're not watching ESPN on that thing. <laughs> Supposedly they, they, they get all that. They, it's it's real-time corrections they can make, and... Uh, that's you know that's an advantage, but it all teams have that. It's on an iPad or a TV, and we've got started to run the play. Then we stopped and looked on the sideline to get the play called. There's five seconds left. Panthers lead 35-7, and they pitch it to one of the wing backs, and he's going to get maybe back to the line of scrimmage. It's going to be second and about ten. Yeah, he it was just a tried to get outside to the edge, and he was hit and dropped on the spot. Good, good play. Good, good way to start this drive by the Panther defense. It's going to be second and ten. Thirty-five seven, with nine forty to go in the half. Looks like uh, Coach Appleby at Mill Valley's in a in a game tonight. Olathe South leads Mill Valley fourteen to thirteen. He's he's in a game. And it looks like they give it 
Well, it's the quarterback. This time, Panthers play it lots better, and he only picked up two or three. Panthers had some backside pursuit. They had guys waiting on him. He was very fortunate that he picks up some positive yardage. But, again, I agree, Doyle. Panthers played that one very well. Well, they they gave him five yards on the play. (laughs) This brings up third and long for campus. Again, you, you... if you're if you're campus, you want to get out of this into the football field. Hopefully, the Panthers can hold them right here with 8:45 left. They lead 35-7, and we've got another timeout. I believe that's their second, maybe their third timeout of the half. I may be wrong, but uh, I think they just announced it was the second. But you know, probably a good timeout. You got third down and long in your own territory and uh, you know they got to dial up something with 840 left they trail by four scores and uh, you know you don't want to give Derby the ball again in a couple of minutes well so far campus hadn't been able to stop Derby every possession that we've had we've scored on yeah you don't want to you don't want to give them the ball a minute and a half after the you know they just scored so Hopefully they're coming up with something. Hopefully the Panther defense will come up with something to uh, counteract whatever whatever it is the Colts do. Well, you, we always say every week you can't take these uh, timeouts in with you. So, you know, it's homecoming here in campus. And, they, you know, you, you want to at least represent. You don't want to come and, you know, know that your, your rival from the uh, east is uh, putting it on you. You want to try and be respectable. Yeah, well, don't pick Derby for your home homecoming. <laughs> Third and five. 35-7 Panthers. And they pitch it back to Buckles. He gets to the outside, and he's going to get a first down, and he gets knocked out hard at about the, looks like the 30, 36-yard line. I like this kid. i tell you what, he's a hard-nosed football player. He had, I guarantee you, he hadn't slowed down looking at the scoreboard. That was a fine run. Yeah, it, he got to the outside. Panthers didn't have any edge. They didn't have the edge set, and he just picked up five or six yards. Well, really, more than that. Picked up about 11. So it's first and 10 Panthers, or Colts, on their own 36. Back to pass, goes quarterback, got a man over. This time it's caught. Caught. Well, it was a nice pass play. It was, uh, it was just a, a post route, and we made a nice play. We had a defensive back in, in the vicinity. Campus just comes down with a nice uh, pitch and catch. Diego Guna was our cover guy, and the guy that caught the ball was uh, Skyler Rarden. R-A-R-D-I-N. Rarden. Reardon. Anyway, it's deep in Panther territory now, 32-yard line, so... Campus is on the move again. On a keeper, quarterback, McPherson. You know, it'll be interesting when we get the halftime stats to see, you know, how many times campus has thrown the football. Keep in mind, flexbone teams usually don't throw the football a lot. And campuses, I'm going to guess they've already put it up eight, nine times. Well, they, they put it up a few times. And uh, that was, again, that was another one of those rainbows. I mean, 
he did the job, though. He hit his receiver, and uh, Guna tackled him as soon as he caught it, but he had a step, a step and a half on Guna. At least that, that one was a little more in the realm of, of a legit pass. <laughs> it was, And he had a guy open, but we closed. We uh, just couldn't uh, come down with football. It looks like timeout for campus again, Kevin. That's got to be their third, trailing 35-7. It's got to be their third, so they, they're out of timeouts with seven minutes and ten seconds to go in the second quarter. Yeah, a bit of a surprise. I think the play clock was getting down, and, you know, they don't want to take a penalty. You got a little momentum. You're moving the football. Well, this is a back-to-back offensive series. The campus has uh, looked good. Yeah, after, after three series of really doing virtually nothing, uh, the last two, this one and, and the one prior, they've really, they've really come along, moving the football. Yeah, it looks like Mays uh, decided to really flex their muscle. They now lead Mays South twenty-eight to seven. It, it, yeah, they they're an offensive machine, and uh, I don't know how their defense. Obviously, their defense is okay, but uh, they're an offensive machine, and uh, well, a lot of returners on that offense. I think everybody's is back. I think all eleven are back. No, maybe the running, maybe the running back's not. So ten, and three, three class receivers from what we're uh, being told. Second and eight for campus. They trail thirty-five-seven. Back to pass. The man out in the flat, and he's going to catch it for oh, I'm going to guess five or six yards. Just a quick, quick out. Went out again to the six-foot-six receiver that they have. And he had, and give him credit. He had to go down to the ground to get the ball. He makes a nice catch and uh, still brings up third and about uh, long three. And you got to figure that you got to figure that campus is going to. This is four down territory. I mean, you're trailing 35-7. Four down territory. So you got to figure that they're going to go for it if they don't get a first down here. They show motion. They pitched it back to Buckles. He got tripped up short of the of the first down marker, but then he fell forward and got real close. Uh, it's going to be, I think, fourth and very short. And as you said, it's going to be uh, four down territory without a doubt for uh, campus. Fourth and one. Played played fairly well by Derby. Just again, Buckles is that type running back that he's going to pick up those extra yards after he's hit. He's a tough runner. I'm not sure. They're, yeah, they, I think he got it. It looks like the linesmen are giving him a, a spot. Derby says, no, he didn't get it. But Yeah, I think all he had to do was just get just get a, about a foot for the first, and uh, we'll see what they come up with. But it, I, I would imagine he got it. They're looking pretty hard. Well, Panthers said, are all pointing the other direction. They're going to call the sticks. Well, if I'm going to say the Panthers might be right because it looks like that end of the box is right on the yard marker, and they marked it short of that yard marker. So I'm going to – I mean, this, this is, you know, still early season. but uh, So I may be wrong, but it looks like the ball is short of that mark there on the 23. Anymore, anymore with it. these nice turf fields, it's a little different. Back in the old days with the uh, grass fields, it was always tough because you couldn't tell where, they, where the uh, line was painted. Well, it sure looks like it might be short to me. We'll wait and see.
trying to get the chain correct. I think they got they it. They got it by about a third of the football. and But, you know, again, he only had a yard to go, and it's, it's hard to hold that guy back. So first down, 6.28 to go. Panthers lead 35-7. Hayesville on the move, got a new set of downs from the 23. Get on a keeper. And the quarterback cuts back, hits the cutback lane real well. Panthers had him stopped initially, and he hits the cutback lane. There's no backside head, and uh, he picks up six or seven on first down. Uh, this is a campus offense, and that, we knew that was their strong suit. We knew they had eight starters returning on the offense, but these guys aren't giving up. Well, I, I just know the Panthers are going to have to work on that backside pursuit because that's that's exactly how campus has put together these drives. They make a cut back on the backside, and nobody there. Katie KQLP Derby. Back to pass. Going to be overthrown. We had a looked like we had a matchup with a with one of the wingbacks and a linebacker, and that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> so he had beaten our our backer, and the pass was just overthrown. Yeah, again, this is just unusual to see a flexbone team throwing the ball around this much. But uh, you know, we we're gonna we're gonna need to be able to play pass coverage next week for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. So we're a couple scores from out east. Lawrence seven or seven, Lawrence Free State ten, South seven. Third down, three. Thirty-five seven is your score. They pitch it to the wing back, and Same knocks him down for about a three, maybe a four-yard loss. Well, and Derby played that very well. They were trying to get outside, and when he looked up, there was there was about four white jerseys there led by Same. And Same and Iowa State commit. He's <laughs> taller know, than you, too. Uh, just barely, but he <laughs> is. Uh, you know, you, you take a young man like Same, he he looks a little bit thin, but he gets to college. They'll put 15, 20, 30 pounds on him. The first maybe, year. Maybe more, and he will look big at six foot four or six foot five. Fourth and seven. Back to pass. Panthers showing blitz. A little bit of a screen in the middle. The guy makes two Panthers miss, and it looks like he's not going to get the first down. I don't. Well, maybe he is. Yes. Yeah, he's finally drug out of bounds uh, at the very end by uh, Geddes. But, uh, yeah, that was just that same middle screen that they had success with earlier, and they yep. ran it again. We had we had two Panthers that had a chance to throw him for a loss, and they both missed. So 4.37 left. Panthers lead by four scores, but campus is on the move. Buckles, touchdown. That was another easy drive by campus. They uh, they had two or three fourth downs, and, and they converted all of them. Now they're in the end zone with 4.30 left. It's 35-13. So 
Panthers have some adjustments to make. Well, they mix that one in with the uh, run and pass. And that time it just buckles off left tackle, and he got to the uh, corner faster than the Panthers could get there. So, yeah, Coach Wietrich probably uh, he, he's, this causing him a little fatigue now. Well, I'd, I'd like to say he's pulling his hair out, but I don't know how much hair he's got. Panthers, they did, they did block, block that. So good job. Looked like it might have been Baker that blocked it. Now we had two guys that were in there immediately, and so now uh, you know campus comes up with a mixed extra point. But again, if you're Coach Wietrich, you gotta you gotta go. Hey, what am I doing wrong? Because we have guys in position, we play aggressive on some plays, but then we give up uh, big yardage on others. Yeah, they'll they'll make they'll make the adjustments. It's gonna be uh, 35-13 now with 4:30 left. Manhattan 44, Emporia 0. I think that one's getting close to the half. Here, our, our buddy Joel jumped back up on Olathe South, so Mill Valley now 21, Olathe South 14. Well, I know he's got him a good program going up there, Joel does. And, uh, you know, he probably, well, he could probably go most anywhere else because that program was not was not that hot when he took it over, what, six, seven, eight years ago? No, and you know, and again, all those that know, Joel was here with uh, Brandon for several years. They're cousins, and uh, Joel went off to Mill Valley, and he's just really transformed that program. And we got, uh, we've played Mill Valley on several times. Just two really, really well coached teams. And it's another pooch kick going to be brought down at about the 35 by Hubbard. Hubbard gets to the outside. Going to be in campus territory, still on his feet. Finally got drugged down at about the 30-yard line, so good return. I think the Panthers moved their guys around a little bit, and uh, campus didn't pick up on it. Yeah, Derek's another one of those guys that he's had a couple really nice returns this year. and He's able to pick up big yardage just like that. Derby's uh, down uh, at about the 30-yard line of uh, campus. So we'll probably have – looks like we're going staying with the two-back offense, so we're going to have Zerger along with Hubbard and Edwards in the backfield. And that that's kind of a – that's cheating, isn't it? You, you know both, me. Both I've guys, I like it. I like this formation from day one. Yeah, you can't you can't concentrate on any one of those three. Looked like Edwards. He goes straight ahead, bounces off a guy. He's going to score. Gonna, he's going to score. Slows down to get into the end zone. Doyle, he was bottled up. I mean, he made a couple yards. He's bottled up and spins out of it. Goes off to the right side, and, and it was obvious there wasn't a campus guy going to catch him. Well, and here, here, here's the other side of that that I'd like to see on the statistics, and that's time of possession. Uh, you know, the Panthers have put up 41, maybe 42 points, and I'll bet they haven't had the ball eight minutes. <laughs> Agreed. Out of the total, total ball game. Good snap, and we got a penalty marker. False start on the offense, so that'll back it up five yards. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be an issue for uh, uh, Jessup. No, but you know these are the things that, that coaches don't like: silly penalties. Because you know, no matter what kind of game you're making them in, you know these these could hurt you bad as you get into postseason play. So instead of kicking from the ten, Jessup's kicking from the fifteen. But again, he's got the leg; not a big deal. 
Good hold. And he knocks her right down Broadway again. So it's now 42 to 13 with 409 left. And, you know, the Panthers, again, really, when, when you have a long kickoff and then the first play, is you don't have time to do a whole lot on the sidelines. Uh, you don't have a lot of time to do any no. correcting. You're right, Coach Wietrich's down there going, man, I just hit pause on the TV. I don't have time to, to review this thing. But, uh, yeah, Derby's court, I, I believe every time we've touched the football plus a, a punt return, I mean, it's just been uh, pretty not pretty much nonstop action for the Panther as far as scoring. Well, get, getting back with that two-back offense, uh, Hubbard and Edwards, you know, you got a couple burners back there, and then you got Zerger. That, that can do you know run the option pretty well that that's that's pretty hard for another team i don't know how you can concentrate on them you just gotta i guess you just gotta play zone well yeah. we picked up some good blocks some, from some of our wide receivers and that was uh, in Aquila one and two and coach clark said you know last week we blocked better these guys just got to grow up every week they got to start doing their job because without uh, without your wide receivers blocking you're in a lot of trouble yeah, with this offense, you got your wide receivers have to block, and and Coach Clark has stressed that for I don't know what's this his seventeenth year, he's stressed that for the whole time he's been here. You got to have wide receivers that can block as well as catch the football. Well, the day uh, the day of having a wide receiver that doesn't block, they're going to sit the bench. Jessup kicking off, and it's. An end-over-end kick is going to go into the end zone, so campus will have the ball with 4.09 left. They're going to have the ball trailing 42-13, and, you know, you gotta you got to wonder how the Panthers are going to handle this. Uh, they, they, Hayesville scored the last two times they've had the ball relatively easy, an 80-yard drive and a 65-yard drive. And, uh, you know, the Panthers, of course, they've used probably had what? In those two drives, they probably hit fourth down probably four, maybe five times that they've converted. And, uh, you know, the Panthers just, they just have to, they have to keep trying to put them in third and long. First and 10. And they give it to Buckles and that was played perfect. You couldn't play it any better. No, nope. we had, we had good pursuit on the quarterback pit. Man, I mean that—that's how you play this. You got to play this flex very tight. Yeah, they probably picked up a half yard on that. They tackled McPherson, the quarterback, right as he was handing the ball off, and then Buckles—he had nowhere to go. So that—that's probably it for a while. Second down and long. Going to be a short, short ten, long nine. Forty-two, thirteen. 3.30 to go in the half. Back to pass goes McPherson. Again, it was a pass up to the, the big tall guy. And I, I ought to be able to remember his name because he's been thrown at several times. It's Burton. The Panthers had pretty good coverage out there. Well, we had good coverage on the play. And, again, it's just a, a ball they're hoping their big 6'6 guy can run underneath it. But uh, we had good coverage. Looked like Geddes. And, and again, that that's a physical mismatch. I think Geddes is he's 5'7". So our corners are 5'7 and 5'8". And this guy's 6'6". Six, six, so it's a mismatch. So they're playing him pretty good. Third down and long. Again, a little bit of a pitch. Panthers have it trapped. And they're going to bring him down probably for a loss. Going to be 
on about the 20, so they're going to have to punt with 3.26 left. Uh, anyway, I would assume they're going to punt. It's third down, fourth down, and 10. Yeah, it's uh, obviously you're not going to uh, try and go for it here. But, man, if you're campus, you look up and you go, we are literally going to give this Panther offense the ball back with three minutes and 24 seconds left. Well, again, uh, they, they had those two scores, campus did, but the, the kids played this series. You couldn't have played it any better. High snap. And the ball is going to be off the side of his foot. It's going to go out of bounds at about the 35 of campus. So, you know, Panthers, uh, well, campus got 10 yards on that kick if they mark it at the 30. Yeah, we'll see where they come with that because it was uh, not a very good kick as it went out of bounds. But, you know, these are high school kids. It's it's hard. They're not directional kickers. You know, they just like to kick it. And when you got somebody back there like Edwards, it you know, you don't want to kick him the football, but you don't want to, you know. Well, they, they give him a little bit more than I thought they would give him. It's on the 33, but it's first and 10 with Hubbard, Keener, no, Hubbard, Zerger, and Edwards in the backfield. Zerger gets to the alley. First down, Ed Moore. He's going to go. He's going to score. Goodness gracious, that's another 30 seconds to have the football. So now 20 for I think they got it with 20. So, yeah, that's how fast that happened in Doyle. I mean, Zerger just got to the edge. No one was there. It was, and Zerger's got good speed. He's, he's showing that. He showed that the last couple of weeks. And, and again, we, I think we've been waiting on him to do that kind of stuff. And, and he's finally, I think he's finally feeling comfortable with the offense. And, and the last two games, he's, he's ran the ball pretty, he's ran the ball well. Another extra point attempt. It's 48 to 13. Good snap, good hold. And the extra point is good, so it's now 49 to 13 with just about what what did we run? Eight or nine seconds off the clock once we got the ball back. So Panthers are going to be kicking off again, and and the Colts are going to have the ball again. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, again, just a quick drive. I'm with you. I think time of possession is going to be, you know, Panthers just haven't had the ball much. But, again, when you score this quickly, uh, you know, things you get a score of 49 to 13. Yeah, but, you know, they haven't had the ball quickly, but Edward, our running game is having, I, I think that uh, Zerger's only thrown about one pass tonight. And that was a completion. I, I, I believe that's all he's thrown. One to Rudy. No, he threw one to Keener, too. So he's about two for two. And uh, and the rest of it's been on the ground. Jessup will be kicking off near side hash mark on his 40. And I really can't read the numbers that are back. I know the first kickoff was Brody Johnson and Andrew Klitzing, but I can't, I really can't see those numbers of the two guys that are back. Well, you, know, you, you got to go back. Coach Wietrich's got to be happy with that last defensive stand. If you're campus, you got to go, there's three minutes left. I got to get a little bit of ball controller. I'm going to give the ball back to him one more time. And that's going to go back to the end zone. So campus will have the ball again on the 20. 
And back deep was Camden Statler for campus. I couldn't I couldn't pick up his number because he wouldn't look at me. Didn't <laughs> show me his number. First and ten from the twenty. Panthers lead 49-13. We're in just three minutes left in the first half. Panthers have had their way. And again, uh, campus has scored a couple times, but the last time they the Panthers really played really played the offense their offense well. They give it to Buckles, and he gets thrown for about a yard loss. So it's going to be second and about, I'm going to guess, second and 11. I think it was a little more animated over there in that last couple series with Coach. Well, I know they were right where they were supposed to be there. He had nowhere to go, Buckles. And uh, we'll, we'll probably see a pass again. Like you said, I, I've, I've never, seen a, never seen a flexbone team pass this much, but I'll bet this is going to be a pass. Oh, he's going to be thrown for up. a loss. The wingback should have been a pass. Yeah, he was trying to get outside. There was just too many Panthers in the backfield. And I don't think, uh, you know, campus is going backwards, but I don't think Coach Clark's going to burn any timeouts or anything. You know, you, you, you got him down right now, 49-13, and uh, just under two minutes to go here before half. Yeah, it's going to be third down and, oh, third down and 14. Again, Panthers played that very well again we've got to we've got to figure he's going to pass as much as they have passed tonight back to pass goes McPherson got a man out in the flat lateral it it looked like a hook and (laughs) hook and lateral it was, it was the old hook and ladder play, and and it, uh, it I guess it kind of worked. I mean, at the end, he fumbled the ball, was able to get back on it. But Doyle, guess what? It's going to bring up fourth and enough. They're going to have to punt, and uh, Panthers should have the ball back with, oh, gosh, I mean, at least just a little under a minute left before half. They've only needed 10 or 11 seconds. <laughs> exactly. So clock moving, minute 10 left. Panthers lead 49-13. Campus punting. Panthers really got in there and got after the punter. And the ball's going to be down at about the campus 49, maybe they're 48. So Panthers with just under a minute. We'll see what Coach Clark does here the last 58 seconds of the first half. Well, I'll remind everybody uh, before halftime to stay tuned for the halftime uh, report uh, brought by Fidelity Bank. We'll have some scores and uh, and uh, highlights for everybody, so stay tuned for the stats by Fidelity Bank. First and ten Panthers. Again, we got Zer- oh, we got Zerger at the quarter as the quarterback. There's five receivers. Edwards is in the slot on the near side. Now we've got a lineman that's coming on right at the last second. Yeah, they're going to have to. Uh, hopefully, they'll oh, get the playoff. They needed him. <laughs> And Zerger back to pass, just throws it up there. Uh, that was that was a good no call there. I, I thought that was going to be pass interference. Well, it was, was a it was a, it good, was a good no call. The reason it was a good no call, it was Dylan Edwards out there, and the ball was kind of a wobbling duck, and Dylan went up in the air trying to catch it, but really no chance for it. And uh, again, good call by the officials. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good no call. I mean, 
neither guy was going to catch it. So, And that play was just destined, you know, from the start. It's hard when you don't have your center in the ball game. Edwards makes a couple guys miss, gets to the outside. He's going to pick up, oh, I don't know, three or four on first down or second down. It's going to be now third and about six, I'm going to guess. Clock moving, 35 seconds left. Panthers I, are really not in any big hurry. Yeah, I don't think they're in, a, in too big a hurry, but again, we can strike fast. Brock going to throw the football, and it was dropped. By Rudy, that's that's a rare draw. Yeah, it looked like it might have been tipped at the last second, Doyle. And, again, just uh, leaves Derby with a stop of play, so there's now 20 seconds left. Well, I know you don't see Rudy drop a pass, so that I'll agree with that tip. I didn't see it. I got a, I got a big old picture frame in my view. And Well, we uh, got all, like I said, we got all the, the empty storage room in here with us. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Boxes with cords and coats and back to pass again Zerger rolls to the far side I can't tell whether it's caught or not I don't think it was and it's going to be fourth down and campus is going to get the ball back with 15 seconds left and you know you in those situations what you really want to have happen is when you've got, you know, 40 seconds left, you want to be able to run that that offense that you can put things together because you never know in a late in the ball in ball season that you're down by a point, two points, and you need to score quickly. So, you know, I'm sure Coach Clark wasn't uh, tickled with that offensive series. 49-13 Panthers, 15 seconds left in the half. Campus has it on their own, 44. Yeah, the Panthers didn't get much out of that possession. Back to pass goes McPherson, throws it up to 88, picked off by the Panthers. He's still on his feet. He finally gets knocked down at about the Panther 40, so that should. Well, there's two seconds left, and nice nice play out there by Diego Guna. Panthers, uh, you know, they got time for one play. Well, they do, and I mean... What know, do you do? You try to throw a pass or just give it to Edwards? I, uh, you know, Dylan Edwards, probably. I mean, we'll see what Coach Clark, whether he's content having a big lead at half, a 49-13, or you do hand it to, to Dylan. I say you, well, I say you go ahead and have a play. And you never know. Zerger might just drop to a knee. Well, they give it to Edwards, straight up the middle. Still on his feet. <laughs> what a nice run out there. Picked up about 25. He <laughs> gets down to the 40-yard line. So another nice run by Dylan Edwards. And, again, the young man's just – they, they list him at 165. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But he runs like he's 185. Yeah, is, they, they were lucky to contain him on that play. But, uh, you know, for, for campus, it's a good thing because here at half, uh, Derby leads 49-13. And Doyle, really, from the opening kickoff, Panthers won the toss. They they elected to receive. And uh, from there, every time we've had the full, except for the last time, last series, Panthers have scored. Well, I, I'm anxious. Again, I'm anxious to see for the guy to get over here, iPad with the stats on it because I'm anxious to see our uh, time of possession, and I'm going to bet we're 
I bet we have less than 10 minutes out of a 24-minute half. I may be wrong, but we just haven't had the football very long. No, we really haven't. But, uh, you know, the, the thing that's interesting, we haven't needed it tonight. I think next week it's a different story. I don't know that you want to score this quick and give the ball back to Avery Johnson. No, no, you don't. Not not this week. But uh, but how, how do you tell a Dylan Edwards, hey, Dylan, don't rip off a, an 80-yard touchdown? I mean, you know, it just happens. You, you don't. You, he just runs, and that's that's what he does. He just gets after it. And, uh, again, it's very hard for a young man that's his size. I I know he's going to Notre Dame next year, and, and, and you know, I kind of wonder, and, and they've got some pretty smart guys there, and, and you know, you kind of wonder, yeah, they're going to put some, what, 15, 20 pounds on him? But, I mean, what's that going to do to his speed? I'm sure they've got speed coaches that it, it's, because that, I mean, the young man has some speed now. Well, and they, you know, do all the people in the Notre Dame program, I've heard several people already saying that, you know, that uh, he's already, they're already talking about him being a, a returner next year as a freshman and being one of those guys. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got an opportunity to play some, uh, some really good football up there. Well, it doesn't matter where he went. He was, he's going to be playing some football, and, and a returner might, might be his thing next year. But still, you gotta, you got to put weight on the young man because – those guys up there are big. I mean, you know, if they weigh 300 pounds, they got a 36-inch waist. Yeah, of course, you got guys like Deuce Vaughn performing very well, and and so Dylan just got that that you know I I hate to say this, but we go back to years and years ago. Uh, we had a running back that we, you know, maybe not the fastest guy, but we always said he had it. And you know, there was one thing Dylan had, Edwards has as as far as it is speed. Yeah, and, and I would say that running back you're talking about might have been Coozer. Brody Coozer, yeah, no doubt. He had he didn't have the, the best speed, but he knew how to run the football, and uh, he had what, like you said, he had some it. Well, Brody is one of those guys that you look at in the in the uh, archives of great running backs at Derby, Brody Coozer's name has to pop up. Yeah, it, and, and I don't see why it wouldn't. We've had a lot here. I mean, gosh, we've had a lot of good runners here, but... Uh, you know, you'd leave some off the list. I wouldn't even want to try to make a list because I'd leave some off, and and it'd just be better not to do that. So, you know, Panthers are, uh, you know, they're they're in high gear tonight. Uh, the defense kind of, uh, you know, they kind of they didn't get it done on a couple of drives, but other than that, uh, they have been pretty pretty good on the defensive side and uh, offense. Obviously, we've got 49 points, so the offense is doing a pretty good job too. Panthers lead again, 49-13. to 13. This is Panther football on a live 105. KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. Derby Overhead offers a wide range of garage door services and is located at 3019 North Oliver in Derby. To set up an appointment, they can be reached at 788-8889 or at derbyoverhead.com. Derby Overhead is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. For the past 16 years, Artistic Builders has offered home building in Derby and the surrounding area. Artistic Builders offer different plans to make your dream home come true. They can be reached at 650-7536 or on their website, artistic.builders. Artistic Builders is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. 
John Mendoza is a Derby High School graduate and professional photographer celebrating 50 years of photography. Mendoza Photography features senior portraits, family portraits, and John has personally photographed over 1,800 weddings. John can be reached at 316-804-5987. John's portfolio is available at www.mendoza.photography. Derby Nutrition is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby, serving healthy meal smoothies, high-quality protein, clean energy drinks, teas, and protein coffee. Derby Nutrition is located at 200 North Baltimore and can be reached at 260-5557. And on their Facebook page, Derby Nutrition and Energy. Derby Nutrition, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. From the day you spot the house, the one you've dreamed about, until the day you make it yours, there are a lot of steps along the way. The experienced loan experts at Fidelity Bank are local, and have helped thousands of people throughout the Wichita area become homeowners. At Fidelity, we believe the process should be as comfortable as home. So when you need a mortgage, let's talk. To learn more, visit fidelitybank.com slash homeloans. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Since 1970, Wilhite Automotive has been servicing vehicles in Derby, Kansas. They offer services like oil change, air conditioning, transmission services, and much more. Located at 200 West Washington Street in Derby and can be reached at 788-0514. Wilhite Automotive is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. It's football season. You know what that means? Cold weather is right around the corner. MJB Heating and Cooling has been locally owned in Derby since 1984. They offer system servicing, furnace cleaning, and new energy efficient units. MJB Heating and Cooling can be reached at 316-788-4884. And their website is hjbhvac.com. Proud sponsors of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Johnson & Company was founded in 1983, offering a full range of accounting services while giving you the individual attention that you need. They are located at 325 East Madison and can be reached at 788-0555. Johnson & Company is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Live 105 and Derby Panther Football. Since 1946, Riverside Cafe has been providing hot breakfast all day, every day at all three locations. Riverside Cafe of Derby is conveniently located right off of K-15 in the El Paso Shopping Center, 824 North Baltimore Avenue. Menus and daily specials can be found at their website, RiversideCafeWichita.com. For more information, they can be reached at 425-0057. For nearly 45 years, Confederated Builders Incorporated has been serving the Derby area and other communities all over the United States. Confederated Builders is a general contractor specializing in restaurants and light commercial building projects. They're located at 503 North Buckner in Derby and can be reached at 788-3701. Confederated Builders Incorporated, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Tonight's Panther Football Halftime Report is brought to you by Fidelity Bank of Derby. Bravely onward. Well, we're back in Hayesville at Colt Stadium. Uh, it's homecoming here in Hayesville, and uh, we still got a large amount of time left between now and the, the kickoff because usually these homecomings last 20 minutes at halftime. Normally it's a 15-minute half, but tonight we got 20, so uh, 
we've got a few minutes to go, and, uh, you know, we've got a few scores, and we'll try to give you what we can. Well, we've got we had a few problems with stats tonight. We've got, as you and I said, we've been kind of isolated in in a little booth that's full of it. Looks like just anything they had that was left over, they threw in with us. And I know uh, when we got here, we were concerned about our broadcast because we're having trouble getting reception. These are all old metal. Uh, bleachers here and um, our stats guy who does a great job with it he goes you know guys I don't know what's going on he says the iPad's just blinking on and off and going all over the place and you know he uh, he ran up here out of breath to, to give us what he could and uh, you know all we can give you for halftime stats uh, so far is uh, for the Panthers uh, uh Dylan Edwards, nine carries, 194 yards, and four rushing touchdowns. Noel, that doesn't count the, uh, the the punt return either. So so Dylan's having a very good night. Derek Huppard, three rushes and a touchdown. Uh, Brock Zerger, five carries, 92 yards and a touchdown. And he's three for, th- three for six for 77 yards throwing the football. Uh, Colton Rudy has one of those catches for 25 yards. Dylan has one as well. So, you know, Panthers, again, playing pretty well on the offensive side of the ball. And I think the thing that you and I, is, as we said, we thought that uh, Dylan Edwards was probably going to have a big running night tonight. But Brock Zerger in the last touchdown he ran showed some incredible speed. Well, yeah, and, and you know, I, I think probably it's my fault that uh, uh, Zerger's three for six because – I shot my mouth off and said he was perfect three for three. And then we had a series where we didn't do much. He ended up three for six. So still a pretty good night throwing the football. And, and, and you got you got to do that to keep the defenses honest. And, you know, the guys that we're going to play next week has to see that as well. And as far as Dylan Edwards goes, my goodness gracious, uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's special. Oh, he's he's extremely special, and we're uh, I just the stats guys just told me they said hey we're trying to get it uh, back functioning, but like I said, it's just a crazy night over tonight with yeah. trying to get reception and trying to get everything going here. But uh, again, we appreciate uh, his effort in that. Well, while we uh, have the time, let's give a few halftime scores. And over Central, fourteen Goddard six. Olathe South, 14. Mill Valley, 21. Again, these are halftime scores. Manhattan all over Emporia, 51 to 0. Cape and Mount Carmel, 56. Southeast, 0. Junction City, a team we got to kind of pay attention to, 7. Washburn Rural, 6. That's at half. Mays, the monster kind of started rearing its ugly head. They're 35. Mays South, 10. Northwest all over Topeka now, 30, 51 to 13. Well, well I, again, you look at a couple of those scores, and those are those are some interesting scores. And Mays, uh, you know, they started off uh, in, a, in a tight battle with Mays South, but uh, in a rivalry game, all of a sudden it sounds like Mays is jumping all over them. Yeah, I don't take anything away from anybody, but uh, uh, I know that uh, Washburn Rule, that Washburn Rule Junction City game, that – that that's a pretty good one. That that may be one of the better games of the night in 6A, and uh, at seven to six because both of those teams last year in the last few years have went deep into the playoffs. So that that's a pretty good game. Uh, you know, we I kind of expected Bays to handle Bays South, uh, Northwest to handle Topeka, but you know Mill Valley they're still in there. So you know there there's a lot of nice good games. Uh, 
on tap tonight. Well, teams are going to have to really, as we found out, you're going to have to really pay attention to Manhattan, as uh, you know they're 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 forced to be reckoned with. Yeah, I, I think so because uh, I've looked at their schedule. Obviously, when when we got done playing them, I've looked at their schedule, and there was one other tough game on on their schedule, and I think they took care of that. So they could end up eight zero. Uh, by the end of the regular season and you know that'll be an automatic probably not an automatic but probably will be a number one seed for Manhattan well, Arc City 7, Newton 0 that was our last report and we play Newton later in the year so games to watch uh, on our side uh, again we really appreciate we've gotten some really good scores tonight from a couple of guys that we talked to and were complaining about getting scores and now we've got uh, several people reaching out to us and, and giving us these scores and we we much appreciate it. it used to be we would get scores all of the time and you could hit on several sites and last couple of years it seems like that's hard to find i i know you're more you're more in tune to this but i think a lot of the scores are on twitter and all these kind of things and i know that's you you're the tech guy yeah yeah i am i'm i'm the tech guy I, all i can do with the tech is spell it and it's spelled t-e-k or is it <laughs> no maybe i don't know but i'm not a tech guy but uh yeah it, it's it used to be like you said really easy to get scores i mean and, and we like to pass that kind of stuff along to you listeners. And, you know, because you guys are, you're, yeah, you're interested in this game, but you're also interested in around the state. And like Kevin said, we've we've had a few uh, uh, people text him, and so we've got some scores to give you. And, and as far as I'm concerned, that just enhances things. Yeah, another update, Junction City 14, Washburn 6 now. So, again, appreciate those scores. Again, tonight's halftime uh, is brought to you by Fidelity Bank, and we appreciate their support as well as all of our other uh, sponsors. Panthers lead this one 49-13. We're probably 10 minutes away from the start of the second half. We're going to break away for a little bit. This is Panther football. On a live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM, we'll be back. Since 1985, D&B Service Center has provided motorists in the Derby area with auto repair services that include engine maintenance, heating and air conditioning, battery service, tires, and wheel alignment. Located at 722 North Baltimore, on the corner of K-15 and Burton and Derby, they can get you back on the road with quality and timely repair. More information on services that D&B Service Center has to offer can be seen at dnbservicecenter.com or they can be reached at 788-1641 between 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. DNB Service Center is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. We'd like to thank Derby Junior Football for their support of Derby Panther Football on Alive 105 KDKQ. Derby Junior Football embraces youth athletic competition in a way that should be competitive, fun, and a key component of a child's education. The Derby Junior Football Organization promotes important life skills like desirable personal and social behaviors and the development of good character. You can learn more about the Derby Junior Football Program and find out about signing up by calling 788-8500. You can also find them on Facebook and on the web. Granny Cletus, what's wrong? Didn't you hear? The whole family is coming to stay with us, 37 adults and 52 kiddos. What am I supposed to do? We could take them to the Derby Public Library for fall programs. What are you talking about, Mooney Pie? The library's fall programs have events for both kids and adults. Toddler time, preschool story time, adventures, tween zone, and Teen Tuesday. But what about the grown folk? Adults 18 plus can try our free derby DIY classes or watch a movie at the library lounge. I just hope great uncle Milton doesn't lose his teeth again. Oh, granny. Derby Public Library. 
Offering fresh, authentic Mexican food, La Hacienda is conveniently located right off of K-15 in Derby. They can conquer any craving with their 70-plus dishes and amenities like tableside guacamole, live music, and an outside patio. La Hacienda is located at 1138 North Nelson Drive and can be reached at 927-2900 for call-ahead service. La Hacienda, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther football. The Derby Recreation Commission is a proud sponsor of Derby Panther Football, local community sports programs, and Alive 105. The DRC offers recreational facilities, special events, sports leagues, and programs like art, dance, fitness, and wellness all year round. DRC memberships now include youth and adult fitness classes, along with all other amenities. Learn more about the recreation opportunities the DRC has to offer on the web at derbyrec.com or on Facebook at DerbyRec. You'll bring Derby home every week with the Derby Informer. Celebrating 20 years as Derby's hometown newspaper and always proud supporters of all Derby High School athletics and activities. If it's Derby news, you'll know it. Fisher Media Company offers video, audio, graphic, and web services for churches and businesses alike. Fisher Media is a strong believer in Alive 105's mission and strategy on being a light to Derby, Kansas, and the surrounding areas. Fisher Media is a proud partner of Alive 105 and a sponsor of Derby Panther Football. We'd like to thank DNM Mechanical for their support of Friday Night Derby Panther Football on Alive 105. Locally owned and operated heating and cooling experts with over 50 years' experience in commercial and residential service, installation, and indoor air quality. They offer 24-7 emergency service with their main goal to provide you with outstanding heating and cooling products from filters to complete system upgrades. Their motto is honesty, integrity, respect. DNM Mechanical, located in Derby at 2300 North Nelson Drive. They can be reached 24-7 at 712-4025. More information can be seen on their website, dnmmechanicals.com. Build Station Dinosaurs is a prehistoric experience featuring over 40 life-size, moving, and realistic dinosaurs that's thrilling, educational, and fun for the family. This September, sleep under the stars with Cretaceous Camping, Fridays and Saturdays. More information on their website, kansasdinos.com. Build Station Dinosaurs is located on the north side of Derby at 2999 North Rock Road. Build Station Dinosaurs is a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Programming on Alive 105 is in part made possible by Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, located at 1033 North Rock Road in Derby, providing estate planning and probate services, as well as assistance with long-term care planning and preservation of assets. Our thanks to Elder Law of Kansas, 777-1186. Proud supporters of Derby Panther Football. Paz Photography specializes in family and senior portraits. Past photo sessions and more information can be found on their Facebook page, Paz Photography, or they can be reached at 631-5417. Paz Photography, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Serving the Derby area since 1976, Shelton Collision is here for all your repair needs. Shelton Collision offers paintless repair, body and mechanical work, along with rental cars and towing services. Located at 325 West Patriot in Derby, Shelton Collision is there to help you through any accident-related repairs. Shelton Collision is locally owned and a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. 
Radio Shack, located at 707 North Baltimore, has been in business since 1991, specializing in electronic parts, computer supplies, indoor and outdoor television antennas, weather scanners, and ham radio supplies. They are open from 9 to 6, Monday through Friday, and Saturdays 9 till 4. They can be reached at 788-4225. Radio Shack in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. Tendercare offers unprecedented landscaping and outdoor living features, including cook centers, pools, and patios, as well as irrigation install and repair. Find them on the web at tendercarelandscape.com, or you can reach them at 788-5416. Tendercare, located at 219 South Water Street in Derby, a proud sponsor of Alive 105 and Derby Panther Football. at uh, Colt Stadium here in Hayesville. Panthers just with 49-13, and, uh, you know, Hayesville will have the ball to start the second half, but, you know, you kind of wonder, you know how they're going to come out. They're going to come out and try to score, and you kind of, you know, to me anyway, makes me wonder how, you know, especially if they go down and score again, Panthers, how much longer we'll see the starters for, for them. Well, and if you're just joining us and you thought, hey, I'm, I'm going to flip this game on, you find out Panthers lead 49-13 at the break. Uh, it's been all derby tonight. It's uh, from the opening kickoff, Panthers won the toss. They won the ball. They went down and scored. And uh, it's been a Dylan Edwards show. As we said, he's got nearly 200 yards rushing. Brock Zerger's got nearly 100 yards rushing. We've thrown the ball fairly well. Um, defense uh, on and off, really. I mean, you know, they that's hence the 13 points for uh, – campus uh, you know maybe a little lull there in the in the uh, late in the second quarter but the last two drives derby stuffed them again yeah well we started out they 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 went three and out on three consecutive drives and uh uh then they scored a couple times and like you said the last couple of uh, uh possessions they had panthers shut them off and uh, so we're you know we're we're five out of seven so not too bad for the kids so They'll make some adjustments. I don't. I don't know what they'll be, but they'll make adjustments in the in, in at halftime, and uh, we'll we'll see how they come out. We again, we you know we we know how these coaches are, and we know they make adjustments. They're probably as good a staff on a high school level as you're going to find because they get into the minutia. <laughs> well, you you look back at Derby over the years, Doyle, and since since Coach Clark came here. How many good football coaches we have that have left? Uh, we were talking about Joel Appleby. I mean, you know, we we've just had so many guys that came here, cut their teeth, so to speak, and then moved on to be head coaches in other programs. And some of those guys are still coaching. Some of those guys, Coach Wareman down at Cheney. I mean, you just you just can go on and on and on. Um, while I'm talking about Derby coaches and stuff, I know uh, I got a late score here uh, just a few minutes ago. Clearwater 35, Trinity 14. And we got Coach Ross over there. We got Coach DeCraft now that's an athletic director over there. So we got a few ties to those guys as well. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, this this uh, coaching staff, I mean, they've got a lot of them that have stayed with Coach Clark since since his days back 17, 16, 17 years ago. But he's, he's also got to be pretty proud in the fact that he's put out five or six successful coaches at other organizations, not organizations, but other schools. So he's got to be pretty proud of that. And, uh, 
you know, it's got to make him feel good. Well, I think there for a while we were kidding him. We are like, Coach Clark, what do you do? You know, you bring up these guys. They're the head offensive line coach, and they go to, to I believe, Trinity. You got you got the, your defensive coordinator decides to go to Andover. You got another defensive coordinator that decides to go co- be a head coach at Valley Center. I mean, it just there for a while, it was just a guy every year. And, again, a tribute to how good this program is and to Coach Clark. Well, you, you, you come in on, under Coach Clark, and, and I mean, yeah, he had a pretty tough time the first year or two, but since then it's just been a steamroll. And and you know these these other schools they they want to hire those guys. You know they're they're winners. You know and and Coach Clark's put out some winners that he should be happy about that and and a little bit proud. I he's pretty modest and he you know but he ought to be a little bit proud. Maybe when he's off by himself. <laughs> well, and we just uh, as we said we finished up homecoming festivities. I know uh, I, we saw a little bit of the chippiness. I'm not so sure the chippiness is between Derby and campus as it might be between some of the campus fans and themselves. But uh, I know the announcer came out of the booth and he said, "Man, it's getting really chippy down there." And I looked at him and he pointed to the to the stands on this side. So don't know what that was all about. But uh, so far, the the Derby team and the campus team on the field have kept their composure pretty well. Yeah, and you know, I, you know, the officiating's been spot on tonight again. You know, absolutely, they, they, they've they've let the kids play when they needed to, and and you know, obviously they've called the big penalties. So they this crew's been spot on tonight, and. Uh, you know, it's it, it, you know you got to have that. And I, I'm, I agree with you wholeheartedly that uh, we talked about the officials all the time, but they've made really some calls when we thought, man, they might have called that against the Panthers, but they're, you're right. They've let the kids play, and they have called some penalties that were really obvious. Well, I mean, there was a couple times that we thought, well, I and mean, we both agreed we might get called for interference, but the ball was high, and, you know, nobody's going to catch it anyway, so they let them play. And, and that's what this is. It's all about the kids. So yeah, they this this uh, this crew's done a pretty good job tonight, and we're ready to kick off. Cap, campus will get the ball to start the second half. They trail 49-13. Jessup high end over end. It's going to come down inside the field to play at about the one. And he's going to get hit. No, oh, nice nice play out there by our special teams guy Mason Madrigal fought off a block and made the tackle. Yeah, and that was just a, another nice play on a kick return um, by the Panthers. And, you know, Dole, I think a lot of these guys, they look up and when, when they catch the ball in the one or two yard line, they're thinking, yeah, I wish that would have gone into the end zone because Panthers fly to the football very well. Yeah, and again, they've, they've got quite a quite a, a special teams coach in uh, Coach DeVore and, uh, you know, they're, they take a lot of pride in their special teams. First and 10 from the 17 for the Colts. Panthers lead 49-13. And they give it to Buckles. He breaks out into the open. And look, Panthers tried to steal the football. In fact, that I think they may have got it, Doyle. Let's see what they what they call. The officials are waiting. If not, he picked up a good first down, but let's see what the officials call. Panthers have the football. They should have it, but I don't know that the officials are going to agree. I think the line judge, he's going to keep it in campus hands, but as he was going down, it looked like we stripped the football. Yeah, and, and, you know, you got, again, uh, the official was right on. He was spot on. He was probably a yard away from the play, so he watched it. And, and it very well was probably that, hey, forward momentum was stopped. The play was well over. But, but again, a nice run by Campus to open up yeah. the second half. Tie goes to the runner. Yeah. First of ten. 
the offensive side. And let's see. They looks yeah. like the quarterback kept it, and it was Mason Hopper threw him for about a three-yard loss. Yeah, Hopper saw both in the backfield on the play, and, yeah, it's going to be a loss on the play. Going to be second down and looks like 13. And that was just that was just a nice play by Hopper and Same. Yeah, two they pretty kinda, pretty uh, good football players. They they kind of pinched the quarterback. <clears throat> Second down, thirteen. Panthers lead, forty nine to thirteen. Ten fifty to go in the third quarter. The pitch. And it looked like it was back to Buckles, and the Panthers played that pretty well. Picked up one, maybe two yards on second down. Well, it was nice to see the Panthers string the play out and then have a little backside pursuit to stop him on that play. So Panthers on a back-to-back plays now have uh, held campus in check, so third and 11. And they, they're bringing in, they're bringing in their, their tall receiver, so if it is a pass, you got to expect that... Uh, Burton's going to be the target. Again, we've got 5'8 and 5'7 cornerbacks. And he's giving up a foot. Back to pass. And it's going to be caught first down. Threw it right between two Panther linebackers. Yeah, he threw it just enough. I mean, they're going to get the first down by about a yard. And he went down for the football. So nice play by Campus. Skyler. Reardon was the receiver, and and like I said, there were there were two linebackers right there, and the quarterback fed it in the alley between them, and Reardon was behind them. So nice pitch and catch. Again, we uh, know that Campus has probably thrown the ball more tonight than they have all season combined. Nine thirty left, forty nine thirteen. First down on the forty one. Straight ahead. Mr. Buckles, he picks up probably three on first down, depending on the spot. You know, Remy Buckles is one of those kids that could play football at any program in the state. He did pick up three. The ball was on the 41. He got it out to the 44, so second down and seven. And and I got to agree with you on that passing thing. (laughs) These guys throwing the ball a lot for a for a uh, flex, bone. flex bone offense. Second down. They pitch it back. Panthers blew that play up. Very little gain, if any, on second down. Well, I go back to Remy playing any position, anywhere in the state. I mean, this is a kid that uh, he's been he's been hit, knocked, dragged down, gets up every time. Uh, I love how he gets his shoulder pads squared up. And as we saw on his last touchdown run, he hits the edge fast and uh, he works downhill. Well, second long, second. There's no virtually no gain on that play. Eight fifteen left. Again, Panthers lead forty nine thirteen. We're in the third quarter. Third and long. And back to pass. Right over the top. It's going to be intercepted by Damari Baker at the 25, 30, 40. Midfield. Inside campus territory. He could score. 
He's going to score. Let's get him in. And he's in the end zone for an interception for six. Doyle, you give him a ton of credit. He went up for the ball, caught the ball on, what, the 25-yard line? And, I mean, he was all over the field. Just, I mean, unbelievable pick and run. You know, the coaches said he was fast. He's not, he's not Dylan Edwards fast, but he showed some pretty good speed there, and uh, and he showed some toughness as well. So some extreme toughness, toughness and elusiveness, and you know, how about jumping ability? I mean, you put it all in the in the package on that interception. He weighs 180 pounds, so you know he's he's a good sized young man. 55 to 13. And I'm not sure about that hit the upright, and it bounced through. The snap was uh, a, it was a way on the backside of the holder. He was lucky to get it around, and we got it through. It's now 56 to 13. Well, we got a minute. Tonight's radio broadcast of Panther football on Live 105.9 KDKQ is sponsored by these great Derby businesses: Tender Care Lawn and Landscape, Will Height Auto Service, MJB Heating and Cooling. Radio Shack of Derby, Riverside Cafe of Derby, D&B Service Center, Shelton Collision Repair, Artistic Builders, La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant, Muscle Focus Massage Therapy, Field Station Dinosaurs, Johnson & Company Certified Public Accountants, and D&M Mechanical. As we say, without these great sponsors, we couldn't bring you tonight's football game or any football game. And if you get a chance and you're in to see these, you really should thank them because we've got some tremendous uh, support uh, locally and um, guys that always reach out. It's not a problem when you when you talk to them that they like following Derby Panther football and uh, KDKQ. Well, yeah, and, and some of these guys have, have been with us for a long time. I One that I can remember for sure, Will Height. He's been with us a long time. I, I believe DNB's been with us a long. So there's there's a few sponsors that have been with us a long time, and uh, by a long time I mean our whole oh, broadcast. Derby, Derby faithful. Yes, they are. And without them, we can't can't bring you the ball game. High end over end kicks going to come down in the end zone, so campus will get it on their own. T- and it's 56 to 13 with 741 left in the third quarter. So, you know, again, uh, uh, I'm looking out at the. Yeah, we've got a lot of our start. Yeah, all of our starters are still in the ball game. And, well, and again, you got to keep them in a little bit just for for. I mean, you're not going to probably see that. So you got to have these guys game ready uh, at this situation. It's only the second series of the uh, third quarter. Yeah, they need their reps just <laughs> just like anybody else. And uh, but you know at some point you have to give it up. Well, we we should be a score away from going to a running clock, so we'll see how that pans out. First and ten from the twenty, and on a keeper, McPherson, he breaks a couple of tackles. This young man could run the football. He's he's uh, I believe he's over yeah he's six foot three, and uh, he can run the football. He runs the football like a like a guy much shorter. I mean, he, he, he's he got a lot of moves. He picked up nine on down. 
Well, anymore, it seems norm to have guys 6'2", 6'3". Back in our day, it was, you know, you had your handful of linemen that were that size. And, um, but now we're just seeing so many of them that are yeah, I, uh, I all was, young men. I was huge when I played. I at, bet you at, were. At 5'8". <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any six receivers to cover, that's for sure. Again, Buckles. He's going to get the first down, but not by much. P- pretty good defense there by the Panther interior. Well, I think that's what Coach uh, Wietrich wants to see is his defense come out and have a couple good series uh, in the ball game. Well, our, our three and Hounschel made a good play on Buckles. Uh, Mill Valley now 28, Olathe South 14, Junction City 21, Washburn 6. First and 10 from the 31. And on a keeper, then he pitches it to the outside. Panthers did not cover the outside. It was a late pitch, good play by McPherson. He pitched it out, and they got outside the 45 and got knocked out of bounds at about the 47, so first down. Well, what happens is when you're the quarterback on that, you're holding the ball, holding the ball, holding the ball. All of a sudden, guys start coming to you. And he did a great job of uh, waiting until the last second pitching the ball. And for uh, campus, it turns into a big first down. Well, I, I think, uh, and, and we've said this before, but I think you could take the video of that play and show people how to run a flex bone offense. That was perfect. And again, on a keeper, quarterback, he gets hit after maybe two yards. He, Again, he's got a little elusiveness for a young man his size. Well, and that's why we talk about the hat on a hat. I mean, you you, you can't overcommit. You can't go, hey, he's going to keep the ball, and you let go of your pitch man. You come in and tackle the quarterback because a good quarterback's going to expose you. Well, it looks like Panthers are giving Same a bit of a break. Uh, Brett Baldridge is in at one of the end positions, at least for this series. KDKQLP Derby. Panthers uh, lead 55-13. We're in the third quarter. 5.30 to go. Get on a key. Bounces off Miles Wash. You don't see that very often. No, you got to wrap up. You got to make that kind of play. And uh, it's going to bring up now third and short for uh, campus on another good, nice run. Third and two, yeah, another nice run by McPherson, the quarterback. I mean, again, this guy's got some elusiveness. Said, you know what, you got to respect out of this campus team. You got a a couple guys that are playing all out tonight. And number 19 is one of them. Back to pass. Oh, and he hits the ball on the ground. And Campus recovers it. I don't know who blew in there and got McPherson. It might have been Hounsell. But I'm not real sure. We don't have instant replay. No, I I mean Baldridge. Might have been Baldridge. I'm not sure. It was one of our down linemen. I believe it was Baldridge. Baldridge. a uh, six foot, two hundred and twenty or two hundred and fifteen pound senior. He was in immediately on the play forces a campus punting situation. So again, you're punting to a couple of pretty, uh, pretty challenging return guys. Edwards and it looks They're fake. oh fake. They're gonna pick it up easily. Easily pick it up and do well to stop him. 
Finally gets pushed out of bounds. Inside the Panther 30. Wow, they caught the Panthers back on their heels and uh, wasn't even a fancy fake. He just took the ball immediately, ran upfield, picks up huge yardage to pull the ball down deep in Derby Panther territory. Went right up the middle, right between the tackles. And, you know, we got a touchdown scored on us last week with a similar situation. And, uh, you know, you can't you can't be backing up. You've got to... <laughs> What do you got to lose? You're trailing in a ball game, 56-13, four minutes left in the third quarter. You know, why not gamble? Homecoming night, what do you say? Hey, on home, my homecoming game against the Panthers, I, I snuck one in on a fake punt. Well, they did. That that looked, you know, and that was, that was going to be a first down all the way. Now, again, McPherson, he gets drugged down after, yeah, he might have he fell forward and got back to the line of scrimmage. So it's going to be second down. Panthers played that pretty well again. Yeah, he just nothing fancy on the play at all. Just a little bit of a reverse pivot, and Panthers uh, smelled it out for no gain. Three minutes and 30 seconds left, and again, what, the Panthers had this thing, had this thing for a punt return, and Campus has had the ball the rest of the time, I believe. Buckles, he gets knocked down for very little gain. Nice play uh, in there. That time it was, uh, looks like if the number's correct, it was Lucas Gifford. Yeah, Lucas Gifford on the play. Uh, yeah, you're right. I think other it was an interception that we that we picked off and took back to the house. But really, a fairly quick border. Yes, it has. And I don't believe our offense has seen the field yet. No. Third down and ten. <clears throat> back to pass nearly picked off I think it was tipped in there by one of our up men looked like uh, Kikoa in Dalasio like he might have tipped from his linebacker position so fourth down we don't know what campus is going to do but I can't imagine him punting from oh, the no, Panther no. Oh, yeah, it looks like Panther 22. Yeah, that'll, it'll be four down territory without a doubt. And they, they six foot six Burton, and he's got our five foot eight inch corner on him. Back to pass. Throwing it up. Good play out there by the corner. Good play. That looked like it was, I'm pretty sure it's Diego Guna. And, man, that was a good – I mean, he was going right to the big tall fella. Our guy played it just good, got his hand up there, knocked it away. Good uh, play. Has, uh, got five 1050-pound juniors, so that's a good sign. And you're exactly right. He had to go up against a guy, well, basically a foot taller than him. Yeah, pretty much. So now we finally see the Panther offense. And we got a new quarterback. Braxton Clark is the quarterback. Hubbard is in the backfield with him. Clark pitches it. Hubbard gets to the outside, and he gets out to about the 30, so he picked up five or six on first down. Clark's been kind of nursing an injury and hadn't played much the last couple of games, but uh, he's in the game now with, oh, 2.30 to go, 56-13 Panthers. Yeah, Clark's about a 6'2.5", 172-pound uh, junior. 
Again, they give it to Hubbard. Hubbard breaks out into the open. 50, 40, 30. Makes a cut. Gets down to about the 10-yard line. Probably just a little shorter. So Panthers have it there. Yeah, Derek made a nice cut and run. and I, was, I, I thought he might take it. But I was hesitant to say he doesn't have quite the Dylan Edwards speed. But uh, as we've said, he probably would be starting about any backfield in the state right now. He just has the uh, has to play behind Derek. High snap. Clark picks it up. Now he's turned around running. He's going to get to the near side. Makes a couple guys miss. He's going to get good job just getting back to the line of scrimmage. He ran 30 yards to get about a half a yard. Yeah, Braxton, the ball was snapped high, and you're right. It could have been real disaster for the junior. He kept his composure and was able to get back around the left side and get back to the line of scrimmage. So nice, uh, nice recovery. It was a good job there. Good, good. Didn't again. He kept his cool. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, Well, we have a we have a penalty on the play, uh, blocking the back, one of our wide receivers. Yeah, it's going to bring us back a little bit, but uh, still going to be first down. It moves the ball back to the twenty. Oh golly, it moved it back. It mo- wow. I figured it'd be from the line of scrimmage. It must have been from the spot of the foul because the ball goes from our ten yard line out to uh, to or their ten out to their thirty one. So it's first and goal. Back to pass. Screen out in the flat. Nice alley to run in. It looked like, again, is Rudy. He gets back to the original line of scrimmage. Yeah, we got most of it back here. You know, that's a, that's the uh, luxury of being a left-handed quarterback and coming back and throwing to the left side. Uh, Clark does a nice job hooking up with Rudy. Well, he picked up ball. Oh, looks like. 15 yards maybe, maybe a little bit more. The ball's now on the 12, second down and goal. Panthers lead 56 to 13. Just a few minutes back to pass. Clark, a little bit of a screen, hits the man who is Hubbard. He gets knocked down at about the five, so they picked up six or seven on second down. It'll be third down and goal. Well, as we said, Braxton's a left-handed quarterback, and Doyle, we were watching him warming up in the in the pregame, and he's got a good arm. Throws a nice, tight ball. Easy to catch. Here we go. Third down and goal from about the six. Again, Hubbard, touchdown Panthers. <laughs> well so executed they, drive. Th- first and goal from the 31 or two, and they take it in in three plays. Good job by the Panther offense. Now, Doyle, that should put us in a running clock situation here. Well, we got a well, we got a little bit of time. Let's uh, give a shout out to the to the sponsors for tonight's ball game. It's broadcast on Alive 105.9 KDKQ, the Derby Recreation Center, Confederated Builders, Derby Junior Football, the Derby Informer. Derby Public Library, Pause Photography by Kelsey Lockie, Mike Brown of Elder Law of Kansas, John Mendoza Photography, Fidelity Bank, Derby Nutrition, Fisher Media, El Magai, Mexican Restaurant, and Derby Overhead. If you're in any, in any of these businesses, tell these guys, hey, thanks for sponsoring Panther Football. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we, we, we don't get here without those guys, and... Uh, 
We'll see if we don't go to the running clock situation here. It's 63 to 13 here in Hayesville tonight. And what's really been uh, pretty much a... uh, Offensive showcase, a special team showcase, and and an interception for a touchdown. I mean, it's been a good night for the Panthers. Yeah, and I I think we'll probably see some defensive changes. If not wholesale, we'll see some uh, probably at the end. Now, maybe they'll let him stay in the last minute of the third quarter and just start over with the fourth quarter. Oh, your Junction City game is uh, now Junction City 21, Washburn 6, Manhattan now final, 58-7 over Emporia. Mays kind of putting it on Mays South now, 42-10. Mill Valley kind of woke up, and Coach Appleby and his crew's up 45-14 on Olathe South, and Goddard 20, Andover Central 14. Well, that might be a bit of an upset, the Andover Central Goddard game. Yeah, Goddard's playing some good football again. Good to see and you're right, Andover Central is a team that I believe was in the state championship last year. I, I, yeah, I believe you're right. 4A or 5A? I, I'm not sure whether they're 4 or 5A. but uh, Should be 4A, I believe. I know they were. you're right. They were in the championship last year. Kicking off is Jessup. Again, he hits this one into the end zone. It was kind of a low end over end, and it hit at about the two-yard line. And it went straight in the end zone. Fortunately, it didn't get a sideways bounce. And I'm seeing some strange numbers in. <laughs> yeah, you, you would expect at this point that you'd have pretty much wholesale change. And, and the, the clock is running. So uh, we, we have hit that magic number when you're, I believe the score's up by 45, if I'm not mistaken. No, I, I, think, I think you're right. Yeah, we're up by... Uh, 50 so and, and once it starts running it doesn't stop i mean you can't you can't score a couple touchdowns like against us and get back within that 45 and no it once it starts it continues to run and straight ahead goes buckles he gets hit pretty hard after about a 10 yard gain he falls forward nice nice play out there looked like it was fauna still on the tackle Fauna steals a sophomore. White Hat does a good job reminding the clock operator we're not we're not stopping at first down. We got to keep the clock moving. First and ten from the thirty-one, and on a keeper, quarterback. Oh, and he's breaking away, and again it, it's Fauna steal, but he drug Fauna steal about four or five yards. Yeah, it's amazing when uh, you, you bring in some young guys and, you know, the offense all of a sudden starts moving the ball even better. Well, that's that ends the third quarter. Panthers lead this one big, 63-13. This is Panther football on a live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM. We'll be back. Didn't you hear? The whole family is coming to stay with us. 37 adults and 52 kiddos. What am I supposed to do? We could take them to the Derby Public Library for fall programs. What are you talking about, Mooney Pie? The library's fall programs have events for both kids and adults. Toddler time, preschool story time, adventures, tween zone, and Teen Tuesday. 
But what about the grown folk? Adults 18 Plus can try our free derby DIY classes or watch a movie at the library lounge. I just hope Great Uncle Milton doesn't lose his teeth again. Oh, Granny. Derby Public Library. Tonight's Derby Panther football game is being broadcast worldwide on our online stream at Alive105KDKQ.com. And it's brought to you by La Hacienda Mexican Restaurant. Well, we're back at uh, Colt Stadium. Twelve minutes left of this ball game. It's 63-13. Panthers uh, are on defense. Hayesville's got the ball on about their own 43, first and ten. And it looked like the court, did, and he's going to pick up six or seven. This, this, this get the young man's impressing me. Uh, he, <laughs> yeah, he's running the football pretty darn good. He, he is definitely running the ball good, and, and Doyle, he's been pounded tonight. I mean, he's this kid, him and Buckles both have just jumped up so many times, uh, back on their feet, ready to go. That's a hard thing when you're you're deflated. You're down sixty three thirteen. You know you're going to get pounded, but get a lot of credit to those two young men well you know 6-3 maybe it says 175 but I'd say maybe 165 and he's running the ball pretty good and you're right he has been pounded as buckles he's going to be maybe short by about a yard so it's going to be third down and one for the Colts yeah you know you we, we come into this situation where you bring in all these fresh faces and it really is a game of next guy up and Doyle we got about four guys, five guys probably starting on defense that were the next guy up, and so you know we're, we're you know you got to be ready at any 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 moment. Well, I I know we've had some start and still have some starters out or guys that would have been starters. Shoot, a couple of them haven't played a quarter yet. You know they've been hurt since day one, and uh, so you've had to have those guys step up. Quarterback. Gets hit and spins, picks up three, maybe four yards on third down and first down. Yeah, McPherson again. I mean, he was rattled and spun out of it somehow. I, I'm impressed with this kid. Yeah, he, he could run the football. I don't know whether he's a senior or not. I don't think he is. No, he's a junior. He's got another year. He'll he'll be hard to deal with next year. Again, Panthers you, lead 63-13. We're in a running clock situation. It's the fourth quarter, 10 minutes left. Campus has the ball on the Panther 44, first and 10. Again, Buckles. He picks up, oh, maybe five on first down. Hey, go back to McPherson. I mean, it just being a junior in that size, you'd hope that he puts on another 10 or 15 pounds before next year. Yeah, because it says he weighs 175, but he doesn't look like that to me. I mean, I... He looks like maybe 165. And maybe it's because he's six foot three. <laughs> Makes him look thinner. But he, he's a tough runner, tough kid. They pitch it. Panthers played that pitch pretty good. I, If he got a yard, maybe. So it's going to be third down, and I'm going to guess uh, five. Well, you look at this group of kids. I mean, late in a ball game, you got a mix of some seniors getting some time, some sophomores, some juniors, everything. But you go back to, uh, we've talked to Coach Clark. His freshman unit right now is undefeated. His junior varsity unit's undefeated. So, you know, you got uh, you got some kids out there that uh, deserve to play tonight, and uh, they're going to play their hearts out. You know, they're not just beating people; they're they're thumping them. Back to pass. 
Passes up. Caught. Dropped. And dropped. It is incomplete. It, it, it was caught on this side of the window. And when I looked on the other side, it was dropped. I'm, I'm with you. He dropped the ball. I mean, he, he had our guy beat. And, um, I don't know whether he started hearing footsteps at the end or maybe we were able to pull that elbow down, but uh, he definitely dropped the ball. You know, like, again, I lost sight of the play because I think I'll get around here where I can see. I think those cords about had you. <laughs> if they were alive, they'd already had me. Again, we've got a penalty marker, and it's going to be, I'm thinking, short of the first down, so Panthers may decline it. And they just stopped the clock, but I, I think that was a mistake. Yeah, two men in motion at the same time uh, downfield. and uh... Panthers are going to get the ball. Yeah, and the clock really should not be stopped. You're, you're spot on. The clock should be moving right now. Well, it, it you know it, it seems to me like Kevin. It doesn't matter what which and they, crew they, it is. They decided to start it, yeah. so it's going. It doesn't matter what the which crew it is. They all seem to run it just a little bit different. Exactly. But that's all right. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say anything. As overall, bad. the crew's done a really good job this, tonight. This crew is, uh, yeah. What I've noticed is they're letting these kids play. There hadn't been a lot of penalties on either team. Clark, nice alley. He's going to get a first down and more. 40. And he's finally just got, goes out of bounds at about the Hayesville 35-yard line. So nice run by Braxton Clark. Yeah, Braxton did a great job that time. Doing. We're back into a two-back offensive set that time. And Clark... Uh... Took the option and was able to hit the corner. He showed a little bit of a stop-and-go ability on that run. Well, he had a nice alley to run through, and he made and he read. First and Again, Hubbard. Boy, that, that was – did you see that? that? That's the way you do that. Wait until the last second to let Hubbard have the ball. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go back to looking at Braxton. I know Braxton pretty well, and, you know, I'm going to give him that 6'2", 6'2 and a quarter. But I know Braxton's just a little over 170, and uh, he definitely looks bigger than uh, McPherson. Agreed. Again, Clark pitches it. Hubbard, he's going to get inside the 10 probably. I don't know where they're going to spot it. Looks like right about the eight or nine yard line. Now the Panther offense, whether no matter what unit it is, uh, we're we're moving the ball very well. Well, that that was a good play there. This the, the, Hubbard's got it. I mean, he's he could play again. We've said this a hundred times. We'll probably say it a hundred more. He could play for any other team in the <laughs> state, but he's behind a pretty good running back in Edwards. Pass caught. But they're penalty early. Stop. It's false start on the Panther. Yeah, the uh, line judge had called that one dead pretty quickly, and I heard the whistle. But, uh, you know, well-thrown ball uh, probably would have been six or dang close to it. And, uh, it was a well-thrown ball, uh, and it and I'm not sure. It looked like it might have been uh, intended for Dylan Bledsoe. But he caught the ball. It his catch it. Clock moving, five and a half minutes left. Panthers threatening, 63-13. First down and goal from about the 12 or 13. 
Clark finds a little bit of a hole, picks up, oh, gets down to the seven, so picks up probably five or six yards on first down. And this is the junior varsity team last week went down to Hutch and I think they won by five or six touchdowns down there. And I know Clark had uh, four touching pass uh, touchdowns and uh, as well as two rushing. So, again, uh, Hubbard, I don't believe, played that game. So, uh, JV's uh, pretty sound. A little bit of a high snap. Clark cuts it up. And that's a touchdown, but there's a late flag. Yeah, and that's too bad because it was a high snap, and Braxton did a great job of not only pulling the ball down, but then uh, going off tackle and uh, putting it in the end zone. But unfortunately, it's going to be a holding on the play. Yeah, I believe it was one of our wide receivers, and and, and it, it, it was a good call. I, I saw it, and I'm sure you did too. So that's going to be a 10-yard penalty. So clock's still moving, but you know, just hang on to this this thing for the next four minutes. You know, game don't need any more points. But ball, this moving good, I think. You, you can't tell those kids score exactly. No, <laughs> and, you, you and cannot. Again, you know, I'm looking. At, I'm looking at some of the other scores locally, and I hate to say it, but sometimes these scores are, are starters late in a ball game, and uh, Derby backed off early. Bit of a high snap. We give it to Hubbard. And he inside the 15, and they're going to drop him at about the 14-yard line, so it's going to be third down and 14. Well, Derek could never get to the edge, so you got to give campus a ton of credit for just stringing the play out. And uh, and Derek was smart. He stayed inbounds. I mean, I guess clock's running anyway, but did a good job. Doyle now, Mays 42, Mays south 17 late in the ballgame. Well, you, you would think, I, I don't know, but you would think Mays would have some of their non-starters in. But Now, Northwest 67, Topeka 13. Boy, that's a Topeka team that uh, has really fallen off in the last couple of years. Well, and, and you know as well as I do, Northwest is going to pack it on you because for people to see the score in the paper. Uh, Derby's going to get the delay call. Uh, I was watching the, the play clock run down, and they just didn't get it off. Well, the clock's still moving, so, you know, that's a plus. Yeah, plus, but you back us up another five. We were in the end zone just a few few minutes ago. Yeah, we were on like the eight-yard or eight yard line. No, Braxton, when he scored, and we had a holding, and yeah. that moved us back, and now now we have another penalty there again. Doesn't matter what unit's in, whether you're down into your, your fourth, fifth team, coaches don't like to see silly penalties. That is a true statement. And Clark's back to pass. Looks like it was caught, and then caught. That could have been a late hit out of bounds, but it's okay. Now, nice pass. Clark rolled out to his left again. I like that lefty rollout when you're a left-handed quarterback. And I know I talked to Braxton a lot about that, and he goes, man, I feel comfortable rolling either way, but, man, there's nothing like a left-hander rolling out to the left side. Well, that's their strong side. You know, and and he threw the ball pretty well, and the, and the receiver made a good catch. I, unfortunately, I couldn't see just just based on based on the formation. Now it looked like that might have been caught by Rudy because he's over on that side. Fourth and goal. Fourth and goal. Clark looking, still looking. Touchdown, Panthers. 
Ah, uh, well, I'm getting no. Now they finally call it. The line judge wouldn't call it. The back judge finally calls it. That was a nice pitch and catch by Clark. John Lujan. Doyle, he, he, he fired the ball into the corner of the end zone, and Lujan, what a great job of getting both feet down and coming down with the touchdown. It's now 69 to 13. Clock still running a minute. Well, it'll be right around a minute by the time the kickoff's gone. This is the extra point. It looks good, and it is, as they say, right down Broadway. It's now 70 to 13. Panthers, and, you know, you had this number twos come in and score two touchdowns, so, and really that drive was really kind of easy against the Colts' number ones. That should be the last of the ball game. I mean, we're down to 50 seconds, and I don't think they'll even attempt to kick the ball, so that should wrap us up here. Well, I'm, I'm thinking it ought to. The clock's going to move. We might have to kick it off, but I, I think... I think both teams are kind of stalling on the on their huddles, and the referees will tell them. Well, they, say, hey, they didn't on, even start out. the play clock, so uh, campus is going to go hustle out there. But uh, Derby's not even going to attempt to come out. Yeah, the referees will tell them you got to you got to break your huddle, come on out, or they'll just let it go. I, I down to twenty seconds. This one, yeah, they're not even going to kick off. It's going to be over six, seventy to thirteen. Wow! And uh, Derby pretty much dominated this thing from the start. Uh, the Colts had a couple of drives, a couple of good drives that they had. Colts have some players. I, I got to give a shout out to McPherson and Buckles. They both played very hard, along with a lot of the other. Oh, no question. Colts. But it was just a, you know, I, it was a thumping over here tonight. I mean, it really was. It was a, a very dominant win by the Panthers. Uh, maybe a couple of defensive series that Coach Wietrich, uh, Every coach is going to have something to complain about. So Coach Wietrich will complain about a couple of series. But overall, his defense played very well. The offense, the special teams. I, I'd have to think Coach Clark's got to give this group tonight at least an A minus. Well, <laughs> he ain't going to give him an A. You know that. He ain't going to give him an A. There ain't no way. But, uh, you know, I, he might just be honoring and give him a B plus you know, instead of an A minus. But. but my goodness, all the facets of the game. You think about the kicking game and returns, uh, interceptions on defense. Dylan Edwards in a shortened game tonight had almost two, or probably over 200 yards rushing here. I mean, just a, a very dominant performance by the Panthers. Yeah, and and they needed that going into the game next week. They needed a they needed a a dominating performance and they got it tonight. And now they can and you know, maybe maybe they can breathe a little bit easier, you know. We we did what we were supposed to do and uh they uh, they come out here stoking. Well, and you have to. I mean, let, let's face it. You got a big ball game next week, and if you don't come in and dominate campus in in, in, in big fashion, <laughs> it's going to be a tough week. Now, I think we came out. I don't think I saw any injuries tonight, so we should come out uh, in better shape against uh, Mays, and that's a good sign as well. Well, at least not any worse shape than we're already in with the four to six guys we got out anyway. So maybe we won't come out out with any worse any worse conditions but Panthers win this one 70 to 13 this is Panther football on a live 105 KDKQ 105.9 FM we'll be back
of some weekly inspiration? Join New Spring Church every Sunday at 11 a.m. on Alive 105 for encouraging worship and a message from God's Word that will equip you for the week ahead. If you want to know what New Spring Church is about, we eat, sleep, drink, breathe, life change. We want people's lives to change. If people's lives aren't changing, there's no reason for us to exist. Learn more about New Spring Church in Wichita at newspring.org. You're on air with William Ryan III on 20 The Countdown Magazine. Set a reminder right now to listen to 20 The Countdown Magazine this weekend, and you'll hear the top 20 songs in Christian music, the stories behind some of those songs, and even some artist news. It's all happening on the next 20 The Countdown Magazine. Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music. Behind the Tunes with Austin Black, Sunday nights at 7 on Alive 105. Hey everybody, Greg Laurie here. Imagine hearing a great song on the radio, and then you wonder... What did those lyrics mean exactly? Listen, I know people need encouragement, and I want to take them deeper, a greater understanding of the scripture behind these amazing Christian songs. How refreshing would that be? Unpack the lyrics to your favorite songs. Don't miss Refresh with Pastor Greg Laurie. Each weekend, be sure to tune in. Hey everybody, this is Andy Christman. Join me this weekend for worship as I play your favorite worship music by today's Christian artist. We're going to sing, lift our voices to God, read His Word. It's going to be an awesome time that you don't want to miss. It's all this weekend on Worship. Worship with Andy Christman, Sunday mornings at 9 on Alive 105. Looking for a program that features Christian music classics of the 70s and 80s? Little Country Church on the Edge of I listen to the trumpet of Jesus. Seek no more. Streets of Gold is the program. Join us this week for those Christian music oldies with artists like Keith Green, Petra, Second Chapter of Acts. Well, you get the idea. Many more right here. Streets of Gold, Sunday evenings at 5 on Alive 105. Well, we're back in Hayesville where... Uh, just, they went four and one. They just knocked off the Colts uh, seventy to thirteen in a game that uh, you know we pretty much dominated from start to finish. Yeah, no doubt. Well, let's just jump into the the stats for the end of the ball game. What we have, it's been a rough night here for our stats guys and everyone with the reception. But uh, again, Brock Zerger, uh, five carries, ninety-two yards, one touchdown, uh, three for six, uh, throwing the ball tonight for seventy-seven yard. Dylan Edwards. Just nine carries, 194 yards and four touchdowns, as well as a kick return for a touchdown. So Dylan had a big night tonight. Uh, Derek Hubbard, uh, trying to get, uh, we're trying to get these through through text message. Uh, uh, Braxton Clark, two carries for 34 yards. Derek Hubbard, seven carries for 110 yards and two touchdowns. Braxton Clark had 35 passing TDs. Doyle. A, a big night for the Panthers, really. I mean, you know, seventy to thirteen, and a lot of guys with a lot of stats. Yeah, it, it was it was a good night. I don't know that you could you could ask for much better. 
and uh, the kids played hard from start to finish. Both teams played hard. Well, I, and I got to give a little shout out to Mr. Buckles for campus. He had a hundred yards on 21 carries, and McPherson 13 uh, car- uh, carries for uh, 120 yards. So, kid, you just got to give a lot of credit to those two young men because they they really worked their tails off and got back up after every every beating. And you know, one stat that we really just love is Panthers 70 to 13 in a running clock situation tonight. Yeah, it ended up 70-13. Uh, uh, Panthers go to four and one. Uh, we'll be back home next week. We'll take on. Mays, the Mays Eagles, and uh, that should be a whale of a ball game. This has been Panther Football on a live 105, KDKQ 105.9 FM. Thanks for listening.